0: It's the best of the year show, new words, and paranormal actividad. This week on
1: 302010. 302010, 302010, three decades, every show, sometimes associated videos. 302010, surprises and excitement, yes, we're going to the 90s and 2000s. And 2010s on 302010.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to 302010, our end of the year program. Woo! <laughs> The the, uh, season finale of season eight, as we only recently started calling it, uh, your look at the world 30, 20, 10 years ago to this very week, and this week is December 29th through January 4th. We are rolling on over into the fours, the fours, but we got to cover the 1993, 2003, and 2013 first. We'll tell you what was happening New Year's 30, 20, 10 years ago. Hi, I'm one of your hosts, Chris Santista. Who else is with me?
2: I'm Diana Goodman, and I like to get ahead of trends, so... Fuck you, 2024. Ah, yes. It's going to suck.
3: Blame the year and make it about you.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: It's going to be completely awesome and nothing bad whatsoever is going to happen next year. I am making this commitment to you, the listener, and if anything <laughs> bad happens at all, is. Okay, to hold me personally responsible. So don't blame 2024. Yeah. Just blame me, yeah. JR Wells If you're just going to yell at that cloud, go, why not
0: make it JR? Just don't tag him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is always a really fun episode because if you've been with us in the, in the previous seven seasons, most of the movies are out, most of the TV is out. Uh, there is kind of one movie, but the really fun thing that we do is try and boil down all our recommendations. To fewer recommendations and one of my favorite things looking at the new words Merriam Webster threw in the dictionary that year. Because that really tells you a lot about where society is 30, 20, and ten years ago. And it always surprises I, me.
3: I am always shocked. I either think that's that late or that's that early. Like there's every almost time. no in between. But I,
0: I am shocked how quickly they get Merriam Webster's really good at this. Like they're way more on I you, you assume they're stodgy and out of touch, but they're way more on the ball than you'd expect. And I'm sure we'll find that out in this very segment. Thanks again to our patrons at patreon.com slash laser time. Hundreds of free podcasts. Give us five bucks. We love you. Keep the shows going. Thank you. Happy holidays. Let's get into it because this is going to be a fun freewheeling show. And there's a lot of news to recognize because, man, uh, I always I love pointing it out. Um, The news never sleeps, except when editors go on vacation. Somehow we don't have a, as much breaking news because the news business is all about sensation and people need holidays too. But there is always kind of a break in news after the holidays, like right before New Year's. And we have just such an occasion. Courtney loves sues her Doctors it, in 1993 uh, of leaking news of her methadone treatment.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't do that, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't it matter is- how famous they are. You can't be like, hey... Guess what uh, patient I want to violate doctor-patient confidentiality with? Yeah, Courtney, yeah, this is love. An angry millionaire? This,
2: yeah, this is pre-HIPAA, but still, uh, you're not allowed to talk about how you're treating people when you're a doctor. Pre-HIPAA?
0: I'm, yeah. I'm, I was born before HIPAA? I had no idea.
2: Yeah, HIPAA's a Clinton era thing, for okay. sure. Okay.
0: Well, I'm sure we'll find out as the show moves forward. Uh, and yep. Besides, everybody just assume Courtney Love is on heroin, like, until you have a reason to not consider that. Uh, sh- yes, <laughs> she looks, yeah. she seems like she's always on something.
2: Yeah, she's high on life.
0: Exactly. Um, and the Vatican recognizes Israel this
3: week. So, yeah. It took
2: them 50 years, but okay. Uh,
3: yeah, 50- that's the one thing that always kind of amazes me, where countries can be like, I'm going to pretend you don't exist. And I'm going to do this for decades. Nope. Mm -hmm. You don't exist. La, 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 la. Is someone talking? I
2: don't hear anyone talking. (laughs) Yeah. You
3: you say that, but that is literally multiple countries, foreign policy towards other states. And it's like two Holy Land states at at that. Like you should be out. You should be allies (laughs) for fuck's sake.
2: Let me tell you about the Vatican's history with the Jews.
0: Oh goodness!
3: Oh goodness! <laughs> Nothing <laughs> but good times. I Only
0: don't know. Only good
2: vibes I, and holding some kissing, like kissing. I mean, yeah. I'm sure
0: there's some annexing of land, some mild enslavement, but what, what else? What else could the Catholics have done? Mm, oh, the molesty framed, stuff.
2: Framed us for killing Jesus.
0: Oh right, that was the that was the Catholics. That was oh, the Romans. Oh, the cross! It all is making sense right now. That's why they yeah. had that real rip dude on the cross. Oh, sorry. I, I was bapt- I, I was baptized Catholic and haven't gone in uh, uh 35 years. Anyway, uh, European Economic Area free trade zone of 12 member states begins. Uh, what?
2: Yeah. Oh no, this is a big deal, man. We're heading towards the EU, baby.
3: Is this the stuff Brexit is ruining? Well, for yes. England, yeah.
2: Well, <laughs> for it, yeah. Well, it's ruining it for itself,
3: mm-hmm. but everyone yeah. else is fine. Everyone else is fine, but this is a huge step forward for mankind. Honestly, uh, the history of Europe has pretty much been the history of let's all kill each other, Mm -hmm. and the fact that they've become the most peaceful, one of the most prosperous areas of the planet, and uh, they have free trade, free movement of people, it's an incredible accomplishment. It's basically like, how do you want the Federation to happen, like the actual future of humankind? It's kind of the EU path. That's kind of the way you get to a united Earth, as lo- as long as we're not under some mad tyrant's yeah. dictatorial. And there's thing. there's it's kind of the EU path.
0: Only a few things I'll stick up for Americans for when it comes to our ugliness: uh, mm-hmm. the ability to travel to across language barriers without passports mm-hmm. and for low cost we get called uncultured a lot, but I just kind of want to put my hands on your shoulders. Like it costs $2,000 for us to leave our, to, for <laughs> most of us to leave our native speaking land. You are able yeah. to walk free, take tr- cheap trains all with your, by the way, government mandated vacation time, none of which we get. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> paid vacation time. So yeah, that's the only time I stick up for Americans. The, the, the This ho- the whole shit made traveling around easier, taking a vacation, in a different country it's like 40 minutes for some people yeah you know, <laughs>
2: europeans have no concept of how huge america is and how long it takes us to get somewhere there's lots of like oh um you know i'm in san francisco could i drive to houston i, I don't know could you drive to moscow
3: i did yeah. it took two days <laughs> yeah <laughs> and yeah. hundreds of I, dollars uh, I frequently have to point out to some europeans there are areas of america where you can travel a thousand miles in any direction and still be in America, mm. <laughs> and that is just like something where they're like that can't possibly be. Ra- oh, it is. Oh,
0: oh yeah. Yeah, but it's a, yeah, it, it, just looking at a map. It's an interesting tribal history of the, of Europe. It's pretty cool, and uh, yeah. yeah, always wanted to been able to travel there and do that kind of thing. Because, yeah, I am jealous of you, but we don't have that luxury. And when I said two grand, I meant for the plane ticket, cost of meals and lodging. Jesus Christ. It is really hard for most Americans to travel anywhere but America. Anyway, moving on. Uh, What is this? Oh, an indigenous uprising uh, over the enactment of the NAFTA Act, the North American Free Trade Agreement. Uh, It seizes six towns in southern Mexico. Who is is angry about this?
2: The Zapatistas are angry because... Um, Me? No. Yeah, no, there's uh, there's some stuff going on in Chiapas. Uh, it would take too long to explain. But yeah, they basically decide, no, we're going to protest because, you know, Los Yankees are going to come in and exploit all our people, and the government is corrupt, and we hate them. And so, yeah, they get in a big fight with the army, and like 300 people die.
0: Jesus Christ. And they weren't And wrong. it accomplished all of their goals, right?
3: Yeah. <sighs> yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, what are you supposed to do? And then let's move on to my absolute favorite part. Thirty years ago nineteen ninety three, Merriam Webster's new word ad- added to the dictionary. And once again, I'm just at a glance. These are amazing, amazing. Yeah. Uh, yep. uh Ahead of ahead of their time. Access provider. First up, what is that? Like an ISP? Yes. Hmm. Sure. Alt country is that a musical genre? Yes. Or is that like uh, like space Mexico or something like that? Um, alternate dimension. Moving on. No. Back button. That's crazy. We <laughs> what, Who had a back button in 1993?
3: What had a back button? I, I think you had back buttons in 1993. I'm I doing this did not document. use an internet
0: browser for another like four or five years. No, not I. Oh, I, I
3: was picturing like a back button on Word or something. Mm, you're right. There mm, probably was. like
2: a backspace button. Yeah. Hmm.
3: Well, yeah. like an undo button.
0: No, mm. this it's back button to me sounds like back up and I don't even know what that would even apply to. I don't remember AOL having that. And mm. <laughs> uh body camera is out this week. And uh Jesus. <laughs> I wonder why That's that pretty early. In, I wonder why That's, that yeah. got introduced in the Lexicon. That would be mm. A thick bulky body camera. That would just be huge. Oh yeah, mm. camcorder size. What would it record to? There's like no solid state hard drives. Like,
2: tape i guess
0: yeah yeah yeah. oh you'd have a pocket rocker in your crotch somewhere booty call this is years before the movie booty call is introduced into the dictionary amazing uh booty call uh i don't remember when i made my first boot i haven't made that many and i didn't realize that until i made one semi-recently and it exploded on me and like yeah, I don't do this. Like, no, this is so embarrassing. I'm never doing this again.
3: (laughs) I I think I've only received one booty call in my entire life, and I did not realize it was a booty call. Mm. I I got a call uh, from my ex-girlfriend. We'd broken up about a month ago, and she was super drunk, and Mm -hmm. she just started talking to me, and I'm just like, hi, how are you? We haven't talked since we broke up. Yeah, I have a ton of and hindsight. And shit looking like that. back, it's just like Oh
0: why did my drunk girlfriend call me, say her boyfriend's out of town and ask me to come over? I don't have the time. <laughs> yeah, I've
2: I've gotten a booty call and it was from someone I hadn't ever slept with. Oh, that's but I that's think rough. he was just shooting his shot.
0: I did not do and that.
2: It, <clears throat> and it was weird, like through the conversation, like we're having a nice conversation, we're friendly, whatever, and then I start really wait a second i'm <laughs> sensing an ulterior motive yes. and i felt very like I, I was sort of like flattered but also horrified
0: i appreciate oh. being asked and it's nice to be desired thank
2: you for thinking of me <laughs>
1: yeah
0: uh yeah i'll never make one of those again i don't think i've made one in decades um dissociative disassociative identity disorder That is not, uh, has nothing to do with my booty call. That is the new word or term added to the dictionary.
2: Right. That's replacing what we would think of as like split personality. Mm. Because that's not really what it is. It's not like having multiple personalities.
0: Right. And uh, this DVD, what the absolute shit. shit. I was the first person I knew to get a DVD player, and that was in like 1999. How are they this ahead of the game? (laughs) That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. Because I don't I didn't see them like throwing mini discs in there a couple years ago. This was not a widely
3: adopted technology, not even the DVD ROM yet. Okay. So I think what I've realized I've got to do is just hang out with a bunch of Marion Webster people, and I'll be like so far ahead of the curve. They'll be like the hippest cats in the world.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. A couple of them is coming up. It's like, wait, really? In 93. 93. dwarf planet. Okay. I get that. Dwarf planet. Dwarf is, planet is
0: the next word. Uh, yeah,
2: it's, it's it a seems planet bit
0: well,
2: you know, but uh, it, it kind of barely counts as a planet like Pluto does. But e-commerce. I had to double check. E-commerce in 1993
0: as a term? It's pretty incredible. Does I, I don't even know that what? was porn making transactions at that point.
3: No, yeah, I, I... there was a, this big whole thing that made the internet take off, where, in the very early days, it was so unsafe to send money mm-hmm. over the internet. I mean, and they just had to like overcome that hurdle before. it could take PayPal off, but...
0: is what I remember doing it for me. Like, uh, yeah, an insured yeah. payment, and that was that is a couple of years off. So e-commerce, don't know where you're getting it from. Fashionista, I don't really have a context for that. Um, I don't know that I had heard it or used it around this time. I'm not trying to sound in- increasingly masculine or straight or anything. I just don't remember encountering that word, uh especially not back then. Ooh. Um yeah. Fenfen? What?
2: Oh, Fenfen. This took me back. Yeah, Fenfen was uh it's a drug combination that was in a lot of weight loss things.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh yeah, as often is with weight loss things, uh, it's really bad for you. It raises your blood pressure like crazy and it killed people.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. Oh, but it helps me lose weight. Yeah. Cause it's like speed or something. All right. Like back in the day, it was just amphetamines. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this just causes a bunch the of the original
0: problems. Ozempic and it was a real game changer. Also a new word. This, and that's, I wish I had more time to look into where that came from. Like, do you, do they credit these words with like where they are coined or maybe who came up with them? Game changer. Really. I don't remember where I first heard that. Um, and then jukebox musical—that one's probably easier to derive, because yeah.
2: but also it still feels early for that term. Yeah, because jukebox musicals don't take over Broadway for a while.
0: There was probably something happening in L.A., something happening wherever RuPaul was, where people were essentially like, "What?" It's like it's like a professional karaoke. <laughs> Just yeah. make a playlist.
2: With a story, mm-hmm. this 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 story is about a couple and they're in love to the songs of Billy Joel. Yeah,
0: <laughs> a jukebox musical. Microdermabrasion? What? Mm. I don't know where that could come from. Uh,
2: for faces.
0: That's uh that's this is the year that they invented knives for nanobots. That's why uh, <laughs> RoboCall is out this year, which that is kind of shocking
3: because I feel
0: like I remember tape messages being sent, but maybe yeah, it's- I mean.
3: Homer Simpson got one, and he sent uh, an apology to every member of Springfield saying, please give me a dollar. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh, V-chip. I love that that was, I remember that was in our lexicon before any of us had access to the te- the technology. It was still like kind of yeah. years away. But I think we talk, what do we talk about first? The introduction of the V-chip, which was America's way of regulating what people could watch through through their television set by that i mean the technology is in the television set and we also had to see tv ratings because of that tvma Mm tv 14 tvg i forget where else it goes y7 i'm confusing it with the esrb aren't i um webmaster and webpage and website all come out this year so i guess we shouldn't be shocked that back button is in there
2: the the World Wide Web is like not even two years old since like it yeah. was proposed, like in a paper.
0: Like I may have accessed the internet somehow. I gotta I was playing Genesis Road Rash when I first used Prodigy, and that is so unrecognizable compared to the browser internet I will see a few years later. But that didn't even have web pages or websites. It was like bulletin boards and yeah. menus. Uh, it wasn't de- much of a dedicated anything. Jesus Christ! Uh, wh- so yeah, all that you can see the internet are coming, and it's in 1993. It's it's a big year for technology in general. It's changing movies. Uh, it's changing information. It's changing entertainment. Um, but 1993 movies, Mrs. Doubtfire is back at the number one of the box office after four weeks at number t- number two. Wow, to stick around at number two would be a feat on its own. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, yep. What we, I love it when Diana puts this together What movies have been introduced In the National Film Registry since then Not necessi- They weren't introduced in 1993 What 1993 movies are introduced And yep. uh, man Spielberg's got two
2: <laughs> Spielberg's got two One of which we haven't talked about yet Because it's only gone into limited release We will talk about it in February Because yes. the Oscars used to be in late March Sometimes early April But uh, Groundhog Day, Joy Luck Club, Jurassic Park And Schindler's List No arguments
3: No arguments at all. No arguments. Yeah.
2: Those are artistically or culturally, historically relevant. Yes. Thank you. Library of Congress.
3: Yes. Um... I'm so happy that Groundhog Day (laughs) became this sleeper hit because I was in love with it from day one. Mm -hmm. And then over the years, I got to see it grow from being like, oh, yeah, that was a mildly successful comedy to something that everyone can reference. I mean, Mm -hmm. I would say 51% of the people will know what you mean when you say, oh, yeah, that's like Groundhog Day.
0: I don't know that it was instantly my favorite Bill Murray movie and one of my favorite comedies. I just remember when I got a DVD player, I couldn't find it. And I just, like, it made me seek out Groundhog. Like, I want to see fucking Groundhog Day again. I only have the VHS. And, yeah, I think, yeah, Dust Settled, non-Ghostbusters, best Bill Murray movie. It's not even close. Not even close. Yep. Anybody still, I was walking into Walmart. It's like exclusive winger. I'm like, from community? From Stripes. Nobody remembers Stripes. (laughs) That's not getting played anywhere. Uh, And of course, everyone's favorite, the Joy Luck Club, makes it into the National Film Registry. Yeah, I was
3: so pleased with that, watching that. That's one of those yeah. things I really do love about this show is like, oh yeah, all those adult movies that I was too busy reading comic books to go see, mm-hmm. some of them are just so amazing and I've never experienced them without this show. All mm-hmm. right. Well, are you ready to exactly. break down the recommendations? Um, this
0: is where yep. friends become enemies. Uh, <laughs>
2: enemies become lovers. <laughs>
0: enemies
3: become lovers. <laughs> okay, uh, so what are the rules, guys? There aren't do, really many. Do... Okay, but okay, they're are... fun if you All have right.
1: a
2: Well, here here's what we have. We have uh, every movie from nineteen ninety three we have recommended. Obviously, these are movies when we watch them. So there are a couple of movies that held over from ninety two and some movies from ninety three that are missing because we're gonna actually talk about them in nineteen ninety four. I've broken them into groups of roughly ten, and it's it's pick your favorite. And sometimes it's tough because there's two you can't decide against, and that's when the the uh, negotiating starts.
0: Right, and you want you want, like I in this case, I want Jr. to pick the Batman one because we have, but uh, and I'll try and communicate to you. You pick that one, and I'll pick one you might like as well <laughs> yeah. later. So on. So these are
2: strictly alphabetical. It, it's just entirely up to chance what gets the into the group.
3: gods of the alphabet determine yep. which movie <laughs> starts to, to... fight. It's, apparently college
0: football works the exact same way. I yeah. am making a uh, reference I, that I don't even I did, understand.
2: I did think what? about doing it the way they do alphabetical on ballots, which is they come up with a new alphabet what? randomly picking the numbers out of a... Like like lotto numbers. They pick the, oh. the letters huh. and that's the new alphabet. So it could be like R, L, S... B. So and that's right. how they alphabetize because otherwise, people with an A name would have an unfair right. advantage on a ballot.
3: We, we'd always be uh, voting between Mr. Aardvark and Mr. Uh, Applejack.
2: Yeah, wait for Mr. Aronson right. to come in and shake it up.
3: Don't
0: overcomplicate it, Gr. Pick one. All right, um, all right. So Adams, so group between, one. Group one. Adam's family values. The Adventures of Huck Finn. The Age of Innocence. Alive. Aspen Extreme. You are so lucky. <laughs> uh, the Ballad of Little Joe. Batman. Mask of the Phantasm. Blood In, Blood Out. The Bride with White Hair and a Bronx Tale. Mm. Oof.
2: Yeah. This this is tough because Alive has grown on me a lot as being one of the most accurate movies based on a true story like everything i've read and heard since then is like no they they did not polish it up to make themselves look better they did a really good job uh and god i love a bronx tale but i i'm gonna go with the outside choice a movie i feel like no one's heard of that everyone should see uh ballad of little joe sure as as a as a fan of westerns ballad of little joe uh is is one of my favorite revisionist westerns
3: i'm looking at i want jr to make a move here so so i can't i i would love to pick aspen extreme because it's fun (laughs) but i'm actually going to go with my real answer which is adam's family value because i'm probably not going to watch aspen extreme again i guarantee (laughs) you adam's family values is going to come up in the rotation some thanksgiving in the future so yeah Yeah. i'm that I was, was
2: thinking that one pretty hard too though. Yeah, I I'm
3: glad somebody movie. took it.
0: Cause the ones I'm really pouring over, my favorites boil down to a Bronx Tale, Age of Innocence, Blood in Blood Out.
1: Mm. I
0: could use some coaxing. Blood and Blood Out is something I revisited. My friends and I quote quite a bit. Bronx Tale is just a fucking great film that few people talk about. And Age of Innocence was something that kind of blew my socks off that I hadn't seen before as an or at least hadn't seen as an adult. And was the Scorsese movie I'd been avoiding, and now I got to get to Silence.
2: <laughs>
0: hmm. Uh, hmm.
2: That is that is a tough call. You kind of have to go with yeah. What what blew your socks off versus what do you wish had more love? Hmm. But also, a lot of people, yeah, they probably are just like you. They brush off Age of Innocence as being like, "eh, it looks you know what? boring." I'm <laughs> going to go with uh,
0: Blood and Blood Out because for some reason, we have a full length commentary on Patreon.com/slash Laser Time <laughs> because both Sam and Matt, people raised on different sides of the country, found like somehow found a way to find this movie endearing despite its three hour runtime and limited theatrical appearance. Uh, it's become a classic with many sequels. Blood and Blood Out. Good gangster, good Mexican gangster movie.
2: All right, hell yeah! Oh, I like it.
0: Proud of myself. And all I, right, group so G. so the next this category, I think you guys are going to do just fine with this one. I'm not going to have to worry about this at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I think if I went last, one of you would, you would choose mine. Uh, Carlito's Way, CB4, Chaplin, Cliffhanger, Cool Runnings, Kronos, Dave, Days and Confused, El Mariachi, and Evil Dead Three: Army of Darkness. Hmm. so i guess i'll
3: start out evil dead three army of darkness i I gotta give my love there uh we have a commentary on the page not a commentary we have a episode discussion on the patreon of an elm street nightmare on this one and uh it is a film from my youth that i watched many times i watched it with my son and it still can hold an 11 year old boy's interest so Mm -hmm. big recommend
2: all right, I want to go next, because I am really torn between Dave and Dazed and Confused, because hmm. both of them on rewatch clicked so well. Uh, mm, I'm going to go Dazed and
0: Confused. Yes! Oh, yes, that there. My two are totally taken, which I can do the irresponsible thing by choosing CB4. I knew it! Still <laughs> knew my favorite it. Chris Rock movie, but yes, the those... Days and Confused and Army of Darkness were just shoe ins, in my opinion. Uh, Carlito's Way I've seen a bunch, but don't love and didn't love the rewatch. See before I just it, it's a personal favorite. Uh, I'm glad I got in. Let's go. Let's move on down. Third category. Oh, falling down. Farewell, my concubine. Fearless. The firm for love of money. Freaked. Free Willy. The fugitive. Gettysburg and Groundhog Day. So
3: you don't even this need to talk is my here, Jr. First, like tough one you know <laughs> this is my mm. first tough one
0: mm-hmm. uh how all right you said we'll, you said maybe I one think... of your favorite comedies of all time
3: you just mentioned yes it. but i'm hoping someone else will pick it
0: mm-hmm. mm. well i
3: mm.
2: all right i went first last time so someone else
0: okay i should go first. No, i went
2: second chris should go first
0: i should go first um You know what, junior I'm going to do you a solid in the hopes that you do me a solid later down the line. Okay. Because I should be sticking up for Freaked. That is a fantastic movie almost no one has seen because the studio gutted it, and now it's owned by Disney, so who knows where its fate will go. But if you ever want to see—I forgot his name—Alex Winter. Alex Winter, what his career might have been like if his dream of being a filmmaker came true, and it came true super hard— Uh, but the movie was buried. One of the funniest, weirdest movies I've ever seen, Freaked, but I'll just go ahead and choose Groundhog Day. Thank you. In hopes that at least one of you gets to the fugitive.
2: (laughs) All right. JR, I think you go next.
3: So I'm going to go with Falling Down. Really? Because, yeah, yeah. Uh, No, uh, I'm taking it back. Fugitive. Yes! Fugitive. Yeah! Oh, Fugitive. Yeah, I mean, Fugitive is one of those films where I'm just like, this should be released on the big screens again. Yeah. This should Good really ass. be back up there and should be on huge, I know they, it's not THX anymore, but in my mind, it's always THX, <laughs> THX surround sound, and just let me see it with a huge audience. That would be so awesome. Mm. Ugh
2: okay so i'm i am really torn because farewell my concubine is a kind of a masterpiece fearless was a big happy surprise for me which i'd yeah. always heard was good and was really interesting i i will say freaked for you chris
3: oh shit really oh <laughs> shit
2: yeah oh, i gotta God. go to bat for something that nobody has seen but anyone who's seen it has loved it so it's,
0: it's beautiful and most of the time it's it's on youtube terrible resolution but it's it just nobody cares about this wonderful film With the yeah. best comedy yeah. cast ever Damn it, Diana, exactly. I owe you one now too oh. Yeah Okay, Okay.
2: I guess I, I have to go first This Alright, group four Grumpy Old Men, Hard Target, Heroic Trio, Hocus Pocus Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey, Hot Shots Part D In the Line of Fire, Indian Summer, Into the West, and Iron Monkey This mm. is an easy call for me In the Line of Fire Damn,
0: really? Alright Oh, I, wow
2: Yeah, I love that movie I want there to be 80 more movies like it
0: Mm. Um. You want me to go next year to make it easier on you? Yeah. So um, I'm. I'm once again torn. I have. I watched Hot Shots Part 2 more than Hot Shots One, <laughs> and like it more. It uh, was hard,
1: really good. Hard yeah.
0: Target was the first R-rated movie my father took me to see in the theater, so I would be aware of a person named John Woo. He's not even that like a huge cinephile, but he somehow knew that and took me to that movie. I'm. The movie that held up the most for me was Homeward Bound, The Incredible oh. Journey. Uh, it, oh. And, and the, reading about it, that it had no Milo, Milo and Otis incidents, it kept the <laughs> animal's safety at a, at a high priority. It is totally entertaining. It is a wonderful action movie, live action action movie.
3: All right. I'm going to go with the wild card here, and I'm going to say Grumpy Old Men. Really? I was oh, wow. really wow. charmed by it. And it is a movie about the elderly, which we do not get enough of. (laughs) And I've just never been that super in love with hocus pocus. I had zero nostalgia for it. So yeah, Yeah. going with grumpy old men. Okay. All
0: right.
3: This next category, trying to pick our favorites. This should be interesting.
2: This is is a tough one because this this might be the toughest.
0: Everybody thinks the other person is going to jump on the easy one. We got the Joy Luck Club, Judgment Night. Jurassic Park, mm. Hmm, uh, King of the Hill, Last Action Hero, Leprechaun, Loaded Weapon One, no, Manhattan yeah, Leprechaun, <laughs> No, <laughs> <he's mystery>. scared
3: <laughs> <laughs> Matinee and Menace to Society. <sighs> uh, I think this is going to be the hardest one of the entire show. This, I really yeah. do. This one
2: is really, somebody's, really
3: hard. Somebody's got to do Last
0: Action Hero. Uh, similarly, uh, somebody's got to do. I'll, I'll do it. I'll take Jurassic Park. Although my heart belongs with Judgment Night, Loaded Weapon One, and Matinee. <laughs>
1: yeah, this
2: is tough because, like, okay, man, of Society* is a is a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything else I'm thinking of are things that just have not gotten the love. *King of the Hill* was really good, and no one has heard of it because they think they're talking about the TV show.
1: I'll tell and you what. Action hero, <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and last action hero. Last action hero. I, I got to go. Matinee. I it, it's it's in my heart.
3: Oh, well,
2: yes. It's so deep in my heart. I love trashy 50s movies.
3: It's wonderful. I was hoping you'd do the Joy Luck Club, because I I really wanted to give that one. But instead, I am going with Last Action Hero. This is going to be on Arnold's death reel. Uh, (laughs) I wish the man a long life. But there are going to be so many fans who were born in this century who are like, oh, yeah, I've, I've seen like five Arnold movies. And they're going to be like, what the hell is this film? How did I not know of this before now?
0: I am yeah. OK with it, because even though it might not, I don't think it personally comes together as a great movie. It is like the apex of Arnold's career. It looks incredibly expensive. Some it, shit that happens is- on screen is amazing.
2: I think it's the apex of the 80s action movie.
0: Yeah, there you go. That's what we... we, In 1993. That's what we got. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad that worked out. Uh, mm, This is an equally difficult next category. Mrs. Doubtfire, Much Ado About Nothing. Uh, The Night Before Christmas, Orlando, A Perfect World, Point of No Return, The Remains of the Day, Ruby in Paradise, Rudy, and The Sandlot. Hmm.
2: I man, I liked every single one of these so much. I mean, most of these are and, here because you and, put them there, <laughs> and most of these are there because, like, they don't get enough love. Mm-hmm. Do does anyone watch Ruby in Paradise anymore? No,
0: mm.
2: but it doesn't get enough love.
0: Mm. Oh, that that means we should make you go first. Yeah, or you could, oh. you know I'm not going to help you here. So
2: I know <laughs> was, I'm not going to get any help. So. Maybe Jr. Right.
0: What would Jr. Select? What's his
2: I, no, I'll gonna, go
0: first. Mm-hmm.
2: All right. I was going to dive on the grenade of Much Ado About Nothing. I think it is probably the best Shakespeare movie for people who hate Shakespeare.
3: Yeah. Fantastic. That's fair. I am going with the basic option, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Aww. It is the worst great movie that has ever been made. I didn't it expect that a, at all. I, <laughs> it, it is a fantastic piece of filmmaking hampered by having a not great story. But the visuals make up for it. So
0: I I have not heard you talk shit about a movie to such an extent as this one. (laughs) I expected you to make the choice between The Sandlot and Mrs. Doubtfire that much easier for me.
1: Mm.
2: And I am super,
0: I am super conflicted here because that
2: is that is tough. Because I'd always heard of The Sandlot, I never watched it until this year, and I I really liked it too. I had Um. childhood
0: love for Sandlot. It held up on repeat viewings. I just got goosebumps thinking about it and just cause I'm still not over almost 10 years into the dead death of Robin Williams. Mm. I didn't expect Mrs. Doubtfire to hold up as well as it did and laugh out loud funny. So I'm going to go Mrs. Doubtfire. <clears throat> all right. Oh, Oh, Mrs. Doubtfire for me then. So, all right. So next category, um, equally difficult here mm. because we got son of a woman, Searching for Bobby Fischer, The Secret Garden, Shortcuts, Six Degrees of Separation, Sleepless in Seattle, So I Married an Axe Murderer, Tai Chi Master, and This Boy's Life. I'm going to make this hard on you guys right off the bat. This Boy's Life, pretty stunning starring debut for uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, I read really, the that's book. That's the one I
2: was looking at. All I right, saw this you. movie
0: very young. Ellen Barkin is still my fantasy. Uh, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I love Robert De Niro's accent in this. You let him dry gold you.
3: Oh, you! <laughs> uh, I love this boy's life. Fantastic film. I'm going with Searching for Whoa. Bobby Fischer. Oh. It is an incredible story about a father and a son, which I'm, you know, uh, in favor of. Uh, and <laughs> it's not where they have like this horrible relationship with each other, which you see in a lot of father-son movies, where it's like, ah, oh, gosh. We have so many conflicts. It's just like a normal father-son relationship and they handle it very well.
1: Mm.
2: Oh, okay. Well, that's that's tough. Those are my top two picks. So I know,
0: and I think everything else this here you kind of love except for So I Married an Axe Murder, which you thought I would pick.
2: I, I did. I and I do really like So I Married an Axe too. Murder. It's I... a lot of fun. Uh I think I'm gonna hmm. Tempted to go Tai Chi Master because I, I, it is a really good movie. I say um, one. You know what? I'm gonna go six degrees of separation.
0: Damn, all right. That's fresh in yeah, your mind.
2: Go. It is fresh in my mind, and it really held up.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. Last batch. Last batch.
2: Number number eight. Three colors blue, tombstone, true romance, twenty bucks, the war room. Watch it. Wayne's World Two Wedding Banquet. What's Love Got to Do with It?
0: I'm gonna go I know going to go Wayne's World 2 immediately because yeah. I love that fucking yeah. movie and maybe make it easier on you guys.
1: Because
2: okay. I know you
0: love it too. <sighs> <sighs>
1: this
2: is mm.
3: tough. Go These are you.
2: some tough ones. The War Room is a ridiculously good documentary. Um...
3: It is. I, I'm leaning towards that, Diana, just because I cannot think of a better documentary I watched this entire year. Mm. I, mm. And it manages to tell its story without narration. And I cannot recall the last documentary I saw, which was so confident in its images that it didn't have to narrate anything.
2: Yeah. And then I mostly, yeah. Tombstone. Tomb- uh-huh. Tombstone is so I'm, fun. Yeah. I'm going
3: with Tombstone. It's, it's my college love. It's nostalgia. Call it what you what, want, but I'll be your Huckleberry. Hell yeah. Mm.
2: All right. Oh. So I'm, I'm very torn because the wedding banquet I'm a big fan, Emily. Um, and the War Room is one of the best.
0: Nothing for true romance? I th- assume one of you would jump in. I'm man.
2: thinking true romance. I feel like that doesn't need the help. You know, yeah, people who like that have. You know what? I think, I think I'm going to go, I'm going to zag and go with what's love got to do with it? Because I, yeah. I have seen a lot of musical biopics and few of them can cover a whole person's life and not get super cheesy and dumb and the performances are insane i'd forgotten how did yeah, i forget how good the performances if are? you can
0: watch the movie and put it in your mindset that there aren't these type of movies coming out every christmas at this point these cheesy biopics it's something different yeah and, and it's
2: like i look i've seen walk hard the dewey cox story seriously like eight or nine times so mm-hmm. i'm i'm ready for every cliche nah Oof. nope they avoid Oof. them pretty well well Oh yeah I had to
0: That's it uh, What do we have We have 24 movie recommends You Mandate you must, must have seen To continue listening to the show Adam's Family Values Ballad of Little Joe Blood in Blood Out Dazed and Confused Evil Dead Army of Darkness CB4 uh, Freaked, The Fugitive, Groundhog Day, Grumpy Old Men, Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey, In the Line of Fire, Jurassic Park, Last Action Hero, Matinee, Mrs. Doubtfire, Much Ado About Nothing, The Nightmare Before Christmas, Searching for Bobby Fischer, Six Degrees of Separation, This Boy's Life, Tombstone, Wayne's World 2, and What's Love Got to Do With It? See all those movies to be a more complete person. And
2: Yay.
0: Then we get into the doldrums that are, <laughs> that, that are uh, <laughs> television this week. The Joan Rivers Show quietly ends um, its experiment. It, w- w- was this the talk show? The talk show, okay. yeah. The
3: talk she, show. Uh, she never became the next Johnny. Um, and it was. Well, he made sure of at, that. Yeah, he, he really did. He was not, not happy with her at all. But uh, this is the era of too many talk shows. And that's one of the reasons I do love the Larry Sanders show, mm-hmm. because it's like capturing such a specific moment in time when the crown was gone and everyone was trying to pick it yeah, up. Yeah,
0: everyone's vying for
3: it. <laughs> a game of deaths. Someone should make that uh, the game of death, which of is Desk. all about <laughs> all of them, not just Jay Leno uh, versus... Uh, uh, Arsenio, David Letterman, and Le- and Letterman there and you. Arsenio, but versus uh, Chevy Chase and Ronald Reagan Jr. and uh, all those other forgotten guys.
0: And uh, yeah, the, in the world of things I am watching, Doug ends a wonderfully sincere little show about its, it's middle school life, right? I think we established mm-hmm. that. It's, yeah. it's not, it, and I hadn't really seen an animated show in that setting before. Uh, very 90s and beautiful to look upon. It ends...
3: With an asterisk. Yeah. Because it's going to be back in 1996. But if you were watching this uh, in 1994, you had no idea of that. Uh, they just kind of, you know, ended the cartoon as people do. Yeah, but it's also, it.
0: I don't know why it had ended. Other... I should have looked into this beforehand, but it's a really weird instance of Disney buying Doug's studio. Hmm. So they they didn't just, so they, Disney snapped up Doug. What a weird purchase (laughs) for Disney to make. I don't know what Jim Jenkins other studio was making in addition to that, but like they purchased the whole studio and then the IP as a result of that. And we, they may have done better for Doug than Nickelodeon would. Doug got a movie. Doug got a doubled his uh, series length as a result of this because he was Doug was always overshadowed by Ren and Stimpy and Rugrats
3: as far as the Nicktoons go. Yeah, but that early Nicktoons lineup, you know, yes, Rugrats yes. was pretty much the longest running thing mm-hmm. other than Doug. You know, you have to get into the later years, the SpongeBobgy years before yeah. Nickelodeon is like, let's just keep cranking these out indefinitely. No Back then they Danny were very fans. much going on the shorter time span of Mm. uh we'll make episodes enough for syndication and then we just stop
0: yeah yeah and then a show i've never heard of viper premieres you know they have faith in it when
3: it's going up against new year's eve (laughs) viper (laughs) so an engineer and a driver transform a dodge sports car into a crime fighting supercar and this is all about the dodge viper is this oh in the? Oh God. wow! It's
0: not even. It's if it was in the Johnny Bago universe, I would. I would be in. <laughs>
3: oh, they should do a crossover. What a missed opportunity! Viper
0: meets Johnny Bago. Yeah, man, it could. Uh, these characters could meet every once in a while. It'd be so dope. Viper. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Why
2: do I feel like this used to run late on USA? It
0: sounds very USA. I think sounds. it. Did.
2: Even if not first run, just reruns.
0: Yeah. After Duckman, stay tuned for an all-new Viper and silk stockings. And then also this week, we got the Kennedy Center, Center Honors honoring Johnny Carson, Arthur Mitchell, uh, George Salty, uh, Stephen Sondheim, and Marion Williams.
2: All right, you know who two of those people are. Uh, Arthur Mitchell was the first black dancer with the New York City Ballet, and oh. continued as a dancer, choreographer, founded a bunch of companies. George Salty was a conductor, and Marion Williams was a gospel singer. Mm. Uh, I think all of them are dead now. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. it would make sense. Uh, you gotta, you have to yeah. have been around a while just to get <laughs> into the Kennedy Center Honors.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And then video games of 1993. I'm guessing this is rough because we have some really fun arcade entries.
3: Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, JR for Nintendo, take it. (laughs) So there was a different Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade game released on the Nintendo in 1991. And it just amazes me that they released the exact same game with the exact same title. Yeah, uh, they, they didn't even, like, add a comma or anything. Indiana Jones, <laughs> comma, and mm-hmm. The Last Crusade. They just didn't care. And by 2003, the mindset that video games are the same merchandising potential as towels is gone. Mm-hmm. But in 1993, most companies didn't care if you released a fiber blend 1991 indiana jones and the last crusade towel <laughs> and a different fiber blend <laughs> 1992 last crusade towel they just didn't care and in 1993 they still felt that way about video games sure release two games same title i think we, s- we speculate
0: we talked about it on a video game apocalypse when the movie came out and it if we had to guess it has something to do with uh Japanese and U.S. rights, regional rights to the game property, taking it a while mm-hmm. to get across the sea, something like that. But it's a pretty kind of a shady deal. Like, <laughs> Super Nintendo's yep. been up for two years. What's happening here? Um, and then the Homie the Clown PC game. It's a oh my god, obscurity you forget
3: exists. Yeah. yeah, yeah, this is not good. It <laughs> is, uh, Graphic adventure game, trying to use Homie D. Clown, and uh, I'm just amazed it exists.
0: Yeah, I have a very simple review. Don't play this.
3: <laughs> yes. And, uh, oh,
2: it was sitting right there. So what, you was, just run around hitting people with a blackjack? Because that was like his thing.
3: That was his thing, but they tried to like expand upon the Homie D. Clown universe, which <laughs> no. I'm sure is. What?
0: We don't have what? any other living
3: color games, so let's let's enjoy this, people. My favorite Homie D Clown thing is when he's having a Homie D Clown Christmas and it ends with him telling the kid to get lost. And then the kid's walking away and the sappy music is playing and he says, hey, kid. And the music swells and you think, (laughs) ah, Homie D Clown is going to have his Christmas moment. And he says, get your ass moving. I told you to get the hell out of here and you're not going fast (laughs) enough. And the kid just runs away.
0: Yes, uh, we also have unnatural selection this week on PC. That's I don't know jack about that. Mm. And uh, but the arcade games are super fun because the weirdest title ever: Sega Sonic, one word, the Hedgehog. Sega Sonic the Hedgehog, and Sonic's Sonic the Hedgehog's first arcade game using a trackball. Yeah, for because huh. it looks like Marble Madness, and it introduces a character who. Didn't reappear for another three decades. Mighty, Mighty, uh, the character Mighty. I forget what kind of animal he is, but he's yellow. He'd eventually make it uh, a playable character in Sonic Mania, somewhere in the mid-2010s. I never saw this game in person, so maybe I'll have to emulate it back home. Uh, In a game I didn't discover, this might be the Dungeons & Dragons game I've enjoyed the most. Yes, take that, Baldur's Gate 3. Dungeons & Dragons Tower of Doom for arcade
3: I am amazed how faithful to Dungeons and Dragons, the role-playing game, you made this arcade game. Mm-hmm. There are so many rules of Dungeons and Dragons that it somehow adopts into a quarter-munching arcade brawler-type format. It's, it's just breathtaking that they cared that yeah. much in an arcade game that's not what I expect it's and it's like Capcom's most evolved form of whatever
0: final fight is branching pathways uh, different bosses like it's so cool and every character is great to play as oh so glad I still have my copy Um, and let's get into the music of 1993 because there's nothing Uh, Mariah Carey's hero is still number one but we're going to close out with what dime
2: don't walk away by Jane, mm. which is one of the most popular songs of 1993 that we have not played yet.
0: Don't yep. move, everybody. We got more recaps uh, when we get back from this short break.
3: Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? then we strongly encourage you to support this show on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the LazerTime network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos
0: first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. Because we both wanted to talk about this and the holidays got in the way, but Godzilla minus one rocked both our worlds, did it not? Oh, dude, it, it's I, I went into it assuming I would like it. Um, I did not go into it assuming it was going to probably be the best Godzilla movie ever. You're not wrong according to box office or critics. It is yeah, it's pretty it's, it's doing pretty insane right now. And we're going to un- dig unreal. into more of that. Get bonus time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday starting for just $5 on patreoncom It's been too long and I'm lost. With the truth. one of my
1: you. and
0: coming in with miss you by Aaliyah. i know that song can't believe it didn't chart higher welcome to 2003 the last of it uh we're talking about december 29th through january 4th if you know the format of our show this is your first episode it's a weird one to jump in on uh, other new music <laughs> releases include uh, the self titled album by Phantom Planet, Go Swartzman's Band, and OC song, uh, theme songwriters, uh, as well as As the Roots Undo by The Circle Takes the Square, and a Jacata Ace, The Die Is Cast, and by Warcry, Heya by Outcast still number one in the world. And we have some, uh, man, we have, wow, we have some brand new words. Many things well before I knew what they were by so very long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marion Webster words out of the dictionary this year. Baby bump. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Not invented concept. by Beyonce. I thought that was a I've... Beyonce thing. No. Um, we also have a uh, binge watch. How?
2: Now that's. That seems really early. I feel like
3: this is DVD. I was 100% on board the binge watch with DVD bandwagon in 2003 slash four. That was a thing. It was uh, this whole new way of watching television, especially with deep shows like The Sopranos.
1: Yep.
0: I guess Mm -hmm.
3: it just I I don't
0: remember it like popularized enough to see it in print or hear it said by anybody at this. I did not hear it said until the streaming era. But yeah. you're right, like, the, the, the behavior that was already there. True.
2: Yeah. No, you'd think that this would be 10 years later, mm-hmm. you know, once uh, Netflix starts putting out TV shows and you binge watch. No, no. Yep, I was the same way where it's, yeah, once I started getting Netflix, I started picking up just tons of TV shows and just the whole afternoon just is gone.
0: That's cr- – because it. the quote that entertains me the most by, like, the president of Netflix, someone asked him, within the last two years, why do you release all the episodes at once? And he's like, um – we started out as a dvd service and then when we started streaming we started licensing stuff so we just get whole seasons and yeah. we just figured why not keep releasing whole seasons and like i thought this was very data driven but apparently not <laughs> it's just what
3: they've always yeah, done oh, she's <laughs> like what we always did i guess we'll do it i really do think that's an okay concept for you know shovelware uh where it's really not going to be f- uh, talked about or discussed but i do think there are a bunch of shows that are yeah. really deep that i i can tell you i would not have enjoyed only murders mm-hmm. in the building as much as i i did unless i had to wait week by week by week if all of that was just put up at once and uh you know everyone already knew who the murderers was i don't think i would have enjoyed it as much
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, that, it's tough because there are some things i feel like binging them is better. Yep. There's some oh, things yeah. that they tell a complete story and you just binge them and you, you know you're getting an eight hour movie.
0: I mean Netflix makes people do that. Of- they want people, yeah. they want to have cliffhangers from one episode to the other to keep people on the platform but I also like don't you want people talking about Stranger Things for more than a week? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's, let's dole this out a little bit. Anyway, Flash Mob again, not until like social media do I think I was aware of what a Flash Mob was. I remember the
3: the very early flash mobs around this time. And it was like done over uh, MySpace or whatever. And it Mm -hmm. was like, you can get people together on the Internet. Why? Uh, Surely, I'm uh, sure protesters will use this for good. And Mm -hmm. no, it was, uh, you know, uh, I'm not doing a dancing scene in a cafeteria. I'm not trying to
0: sound cynical about it. I don't remember it really taking off, and like, what is the point of doing it if you can't share a video of you doing it, and there wasn't an easy mechanism to do that yet? Fuck it. But still, Mary Webster ahead of the game, (laughs) including with uh, term two terms near and dear to me: manscaping and muffin top, because I embody both.
2: (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'm. I It's sad that we have to have a man specific word for you know having. Just taking care of yourself, having, I don't know, basic cleanliness, but the idea of y- you have to go beyond that and you're actually, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? I like the, the primping and prepping the yeah. way that women do, but we have to call it something else.
3: Well, I, well uh, to me, manscaping is very specifically around your private parts. When I yes. am shaving, I have never referred to shaving yes. daily as manscaping.
2: Right. Or or trimming chest hair. I know the, the I guys will can, trim it down to shorter It yeah. can
0: qualify but I believe manscaping Came about to describe At the time the newfound uh, Joy of trimming back Your bramble and making mm-hmm. your cock look Bigger and mm-hmm. <laughs> I was doing it at this point For one of the reasons I just mentioned uh, <laughs> But Yeah I, I've, I've been doing it for Almost half my life at this point But yeah, not, yeah It just feels better I'm going to do it again today uh, but but, that, but yes, that's the thing. I, I'm also I'm also from the early '90s, and I was having sex back before women women scaped. It's mm-hmm. been a minute since I've seen that kind of shrubbery, but
3: <laughs> but I I was there. I experienced it. So, I do wonder if shrubbery will ever come back. You know, because mm-hmm. that's been a long lasting trend. I feel like for yeah. pretty much the entire 21st century.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know
3: i't know I mean
2: I know I'm sure it's a porn category. I'm sure there's people who that's Oh hundred percent hundred
3: percent I mean elbows is a porn category,
2: yeah, what am I saying? yeah
0: um and I'm saying this is an Italian, the less hair the better, and it is really hard for me to live by that somehow muffin top i I'm trying to remember yeah. where i heard where I heard that come about, I yeah, thought, I thought it was something in pop culture. But well, the, there was the muffin top episode of Seinfeld. You know what? I keep thinking that, and that's absolutely mm. not what it is. But it's where your uh, your pants kind of
3: create a muffin top out of your gut. Or mm-hmm. I don't feel it's ever used positively. I don't no. think it's ever like, "Ooh, check out that muffin top."
0: Um, I, I like my muffin top quite a bit. I think it's very, very <laughs> discerning. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm trying to think of where it can. I can't can't think of it. Let us know. Net neutrality, what the fuck? That is way off in being like part of the lexicon as far as I know. And I am like very, very internet focused
3: at this point. You know, I remember debates back in the early 2000s about net neutrality. It was, uh, you know, the whole idea is can your service provider throttle your internet if you go to websites he doesn't want you to go to? Yeah, but that wasn't really a factor yet because yeah it was well, it was even talking more about a factor it yeah. because uh bandwidth was so much more valuable in 2005 I guess I I guess I was definitely had I, I was
0: early on into broadband so I had broadband and most of them those packages were completely unlimited it up until it was widely adopted and streaming video became ubiquitous that's when i remember it really coming in the conversation because the things i'm doing on the internet at this point like Napster is like what's consuming a ton of data. Uh, yeah.
2: yeah, and that was part of the debate of like, well, can't we ban sites that are clearly doing something illegal?
0: But that's that's it's kilobytes. Like, that's kilobytes. And then, I, I looked at this along. But the street. There
2: wasn't a lot to go around. So yeah, no, that was absolutely part of the debate. And yeah, can we just yeah? Uh, but then of course the the real debate is like, well, can you just block your your uh, competition? So Xfinity can make sure that you never know there's another company mm. that could compete with Comcast. That, that became a big part of that. And censorship. But I want to go to Stormfront and you can't stop me.
0: Mm. And uh, what else we got here? Um, uh, SARS. Again, a few years before I heard that brought up. <laughs> SARS. Mm-hmm. And we got SARS. Yeah. and then we, uh,
2: got, we got SARS right now. sars Cove 2 That's what we're still dealing with.
0: I'm trying to remember when I got on MySpace. This had to be, I had to be on MySpace at this point, but unfriend is introduced in the dictionary 20 years ago. Social yeah. media does not feel 20 years old. That is weird. Mm-hmm. That is highly, highly weird. Yep. Um, and then I'm trying to see if there's any, anything other news about cheaper, smaller iPod. <laughs> I think we don't even have any more. And uh, eBay raising its listing fees. Let's get into the movies. It's so the war of the movies, uh, featuring the War of the Ring. No, Lord of the Rings, uh, the Return of the King is still number one at the box office, and there are no other new releases. But as nah. far as the National Film Registry, our other favorite war documentary of the year, Fog of War, enters in as it should.
2: The only one out of all of the movies we're about to talk yeah. about, only Fog of War has moved up, and they've released this year's list too. So it's. Actually, uh, we're going to talk about two the the first two movies from 2013 making the list.
3: I, I can really see that though, because by God, if you want a amazing summary of half of the 20th century, mm-hmm. Fog of War is a really stellar examination.
0: Does that mean yeah. we we don't have to vote for it because it's already in the film registry? it doesn't have to go in the 302010 mm. registry. I mean
2: we we could say that that would that would no, help Joy Luck no, Club from No, because we got thing, we got but...
0: 84 recommends to uh nail down here in a couple segments. We're going to we're going to get 10 and pick 3. First up in alphabetical order, adaptation, american splendor, antoine fisher, bad boys 2, bad santa, the barbarian invasions, better luck tomorrow, brother bear, bruce almighty and bubba ho tep. Mm. Mm.
2: Yeah, I'm already just stuck at okay, what do I want to give more attention to that people might not have heard of.
3: I'm going to give it to Bad Santa. Yeah, I figured that would be it. I I feel like that's a comedy that doesn't get enough attention. I know there's a sequel, but it was really well done. It threaded the line perfectly. They didn't have the bad guy turn out to have a heart of gold. He's just slightly less bad. Slightly Mm. less bad at the end of the film, which Mm. I appreciate.
2: Yeah. Oh, this is tough, because Adaptation, I really thought I was going to hate rewatching it, yeah, and I loved it.
0: I thought it was going to be too um, fart sniffy. Um, yeah.
2: I'm kind... I might be leaning there, even though Better Luck Tomorrow, I feel like, is a movie not enough people have heard of. Yeah. And The Barbarian Invasions, but Canadians have heard of that. Oh, fucking! I'm going Adaptation. <laughs>
1: Whew,
0: thank God. So I can go Bubba Hotep. Completely <laughs> guilt-free. Uh, yeah. One of the biggest, best independent... like. Truly independent movies um, of 20 years ago. All right. We're keeping it rolling. Next category, Calendar Girls, Charlie Angel's Full Throttle, Chicago, City of God, uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, Dark Blue, Dirty Pretty Things, Down With Love, Elf, and Far From Heaven. A lot of these I don't feel like I had anything to do with recommending, so I'm going to take City yeah. of God right off the bat because that movie oh, is excellent. Okay. That is yeah. the best, one of the best movies we talked about from 20 years ago, and you must see it. Uh, All right.
3: That, I'm gonna crap. go with Elf then. There you because go. Oh. Elf is the Christmas classic, uh, one of two from this year. And I'm spoiler, one I'm probably gonna One, one of three of, from
1: this year. Okay.
3: All right. Well, I'm probably gonna be nominating the other one because mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for Christmas movies. And one of the questions I always ask myself on these is Am I going to rewatch this again? Hundred mm. percent. Yep. There is no way I do not rewatch watch
0: it. I've watched it one and a half times this year and might watch it again. I'd be happy to sit through it.
2: All right. Well, I am I am in a Renee Zellwagger hole because Ooh. Chicago and Down with Love. Now, Chicago won Best Picture. People are aware of it. But mm-hmm. uh, re-watching it, I forgot how funny it is that it's a comedy, and that's pretty awesome. But Down with Love got destroyed at the box office. <laughs> right. It got run over by everybody. And it is so adorable that they made a doris day movie in 2003 and they nailed it it's
0: pretty incredible and and
2: it's so fun i think
0: probably deserved it did deserve more of a second life and i don't think it's received one
2: no but people is it is one of those movies where people stumble upon it and they're like oh my god no one told me this exists this is amazing Mm. no all right next up group three Finding Nemo, Fog of War, Freaky Friday, Freddy vs. Jason, The Good Thief, Goodbye Lenin, Holds the Hours in America, and Intolerable Cruelty.
0: Mm. Mm. I don't have a ton of strong feelings outside of the two you would expect. Mm. Is anybody gonna do Finding Nemo? Be honest. Yeah, I was gonna do it if you don't so Freddie versus Jason it is. (laughs) Diana, it's up to you to recommend the adult movie.
2: (laughs) Well, I Fog of War seems to like it it's so obvious. Yeah. In in America, um and the hours more people should see, but the fog of war is like that's freaking history and is
3: so well done. Yeah. Um all right. So why do you like Freddy versus Jason so much?
0: Chris? Because it was a culmination of like a decades worth of promises. Like back before we could read internet news, uh movie news on the internet, like like New Line acquired the Friday the 13th property like just to get make this happen. This was something the whole world wanted to see happen for decades and finally did and it's amazing. It is a truly truly not only a fun movie but a perfect 2000s era relic and <laughs> I, I think it's it's the best those character it's the best ending those characters got um because there were other was with Jason X before or after for, i think Jason X was af, I can't after remember, after Freddy versus Jason mm-hmm. Freddy didn't do shit but uh these are the biggest four franchises in history that have also now completely stalled out this is the best recent output in four movies that they have period freddy versus jason and you can you can you can dominate it in one fell swoop next halloween freddy versus jason and enjoy the elm street nightmare season one where you talk about freddy versus jason and season two i don't know how we did that we'd watch the movie again uh, for friday the 13th <laughs> looking at that series hilarious fourth category the italian job Johnny English, Kill Bill Volume 1, The Last Samurai, Looney Tunes Back in Action, The Lord of the Rings Return of the King, Lost in Translation, Love Actually, The Magdalene Sisters, Master and Commander, The Far Side of the World, J.R., I do not envy you. Okay. No, this is a really hard
3: one. I gave you Finding Nemo. Can you pick the one that you know I'm going to have to pick? Like, I'm legally required to pick it if no one else picks it. That is
0: fair, but I'm really going to lean on diana for lost in translation then because i believe uh, uh, no no no, no I, sorry forget i said anything because uh, these are all that's okay this is like the strongest category so far <laughs> like this, all these are pretty this excellent. is a
2: really strong category before i make my pick i need to tell you guys a very funny story i heard from a listener Ooh. Ooh. um she and her husband went on their first date to love actually and it was sold out and I'm like oh that's a really cute story actually Somewhere in the intervening 20 years, her husband mentioned, yeah, I went to see that Master and Commander movie uh, with the girl I was seeing at the time, and I was bored, so we just made out. She's like, ha <laughs> oh, that's a cute story. Three children later, <laughs> she listens to our podcast and wow. finds out that Love Actually and Master and Commander came out the same day.
1: Mm. Ooh.
2: She was the other woman <gasps> wow. someone else.
3: Wow. wow. wow, wow, wow to wow. quote
2: to quote this person, she mentioned this to her husband and he looked afraid.
3: <laughs> <laughs> 20 years later, That's Peter's the still baby. there.
2: Yeah. So uh, we all have to sign affidavits for the divorce.
1: Oh, and that's great.
2: Oh, no, she said it all worked out. So I think that's very cute. And yeah. Your first couple dates, you can be dating other people. That's fine.
3: Yeah. There is yeah. that lie where it's at what point. Do I need to stop dating other people? Because I agree, yeah. the first, first two, maybe even three dates. Yeah. No, I don't yeah. feel you're under an obligation. But once you get to like date four, I feel yeah. like you need to start talking.
2: Yeah, for date four or sex.
3: Mine has been date
0: two, date yeah. two. I, yeah, I, I feel sex. like,
2: but it really it was. She wasn't <laughs> mad that he was seeing someone else. It was that she had never been told this after twenty years,
0: <laughs>
1: and
2: it took our podcast to reveal it. Ooh. So, in honor of that, I have to do Master Commander wow. the First of the yes. World because yes. I'm going to go make out during it. No, now
0: they're all <laughs>
3: JR movies. They're all going to be JR movies. They are indeed, because uh. I am going to go with Love Actually. Whoa, I expected so, Last Samurai. Uh,
2: I was I was hoping Lost in Translation. That's the one I really wanted. I
3: That's really wanted I Lost think. in Translation too, but Love Actually is so sweet. So perfect. So wonderful. Last Samurai, uh, Lost in Translation, two fabulous movies, which will always have a place in my heart. But got to go with Love Actually. Nothing for Kill Kill Bill. We're just going to
0: assume we'll nominate it next year for Volume 2. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah. You know, we're doing the uh, Academy thing with Lord of the Rings. We're just, <laughs> we'll just, you know, not, not give the award for the first one, just the conclusion of the series. All right, so next category,
0: number five, Matchstick Men, The Matrix Reloaded, Melvin Goes to Dinner, A Mighty Wind, The Missing, Mystic River, Ned Kelly, Nicholas Nickleby, Old School, Old Boy, and Once Upon a Time in Mexico. I'm Ooh. sticking Old Boy Ooh. is the only one that even has a chance for me. Far and away oh. Old Boy. I watched that okay. movie again after we talked about it. Yeah. Because I've done that, that
2: a couple of times. <laughs> it's like I like that talk, discussion so much I want to go watch buddy it.
0: Buddy of mine hadn't seen it and was interested and like, fine, yeah." Um, fine. All right.
2: Thank thank you for taking that because that was oh. the, the, that's really tough call for me. All right. Um, who goes next? JR, you go next. All
3: right, I'll go next. I am going to have to give it to... Mm -hmm. Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Mm. I just thought it was a great conclusion to that series, right? This is the final one.
2: Yeah.
3: And, uh, you know, that was a dream of mine. What if I could be like the El Mariachi guy and make a film for Peanuts? And so... (laughs) i got to give it to it. Yep. Mm. All, right.
2: All right. Well, yeah, it's kind of like Return of the King where we didn't give it to El Mariachi, so we might as well give it to Once Upon a Time in Mexico.
3: There you
1: go.
0: Which
2: was way more fun than I remembered it being. Um, we don't have enough comedies. i got to go Mighty Wind. Thank I you. I think that, oh. might, that might be my favorite Christopher Guest movie. I was
0: going to say the same thing. The music the music is so much more listenable than the music in Spinal Tap. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I lo- love it. Love Mighty Wind so much. Okay, that shook out No way I'm happy with. Um, We'll see what happens here. Open range, out of time, Peter Pan, phone booth, pieces of April, piglets, big move. How did that get? Pirates of the Caribbean, (laughs) Curse of the Black Pearl, The Quiet American, Ripley's Game, The Room, and Run, Mm. Runny Run.
3: All right, so I'll go first because I know none of you are going to pick it. I'm going with pieces of April. What? Because it is needs more love people you two didn't even watch it i I watched
2: it (laughs) as i promised i watched it while i was cooking for thanksgiving and i back this up
3: yay all right that's super to hear because yeah it's a fabulous thanksgiving movie probably my favorite thanksgiving movie of all time it's such a loving family drama of uh People coming together despite how much conflict they've had in the past, mm. and it's a real examination of real humans. Yep. <sighs> All right.
2: Well, I will pay you back for that no. by picking the movie I think you thought would well, I thought you were going to pick, which is *Parts of the Caribbean: Curse of Black Pearl*.
3: Thank you. I, I, I was really hoping someone would pick that because, by yes. God, it brought pirate movies back. What a yeah. dead, dead genre in 2003, and it just yep. made it yep. huge.
2: That and that one just no complaints. That sucker works like nobody's Mm. business.
0: Ugh, Uh, Chris, I am torn because I have two of my favorite comedies in here.
1: Mm. But
0: uh, as much as I want to give it to the room, because I think that truly must be seen by everybody. Run, Ronnie, Run is the funniest movie that even the creators don't like and play. But I think it's wrapped up with drama and. And, and bitterness than it is about the product of the movie. It is the funniest one of the funniest movies of this year. Run, Ronnie, Run, Mr. Shows in my top three favorite shows. I love Run Ronnie Run. See it. Yep. Uh right.
2: Okay. Group group seven. That was hard. Yeah, I thought about the room only as well. Harder. Uh number seven, Runaway Jury, the Rundown. School of Rock, Shattered Glass, Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas, Something's Gotta Give. Spider, the Space Agent stuck on you swimming pool terminator 3 rise of the machines that is a very strange group right there
0: um i I will go something's got to give her terminator 3 i don't know
2: yeah exactly or stuck on you You you. or swimming pool the you know french erotic thriller that's a great idea (laughs) um this is tough because again it's like all right what is a great movie but what needs more attention because mm. School of Rock is just a great movie. It is the best version of that that has ever been done. Mm. But more for people sure. should see Shattered Glass or The Station Agent. Mm. Because well, they are outstanding.
0: Yeah. Uh, I
2: I feel like in this time, oh no. the most topical one would be Shattered Glass. I'm wow.
0: Wow, wow, wow. I really expected an early School of Rock for uh, Diana there.
2: I, uh, JR- school of Rock already has the love.
3: Where are you going, JR? I Uh, I am going with the station agent. Wow. I know. Nice. Thank I you. Know. I'm Thank sorry. You. It's, I was blown away by it. You I just love the performance. Motherfuckers. Uh, I don't
0: get to give this to Terminator 3 because of you. Right. I got to give it to School well, of you Rock. You can still give it to Terminator 3. No. I had way more fun because School of Rock I had kind of ignored for a really long time and just... Yeah I'm sure that's great And I I, I went on a linklitter binge this year And this is still like really fuck. It's his biggest sellout movie And it rules It's amazing mm-hmm. It deserves all It's a School of Rock by a mile
2: Alright Good year for Good good, good episode for Linklitter so far though. Yeah, That's too. It
0: will be, it'll be coast to coast good, as, good If good. I have anything to say about it
2: Alright Last up
0: Last up we Texas
2: got- Chainsaw Massacre mm. <laughs> The Triplets of Belleville What a double feature <laughs> 13 Tokyo Godfathers Tupac Resurrection 28 Days Later, 25th Hour Under the Tuscan Sun, Whale Rider, Willard, and X2 X Men United.
0: I'm Ooh. it's n- no contest for ah. me at all, and I don't mm-hmm. think either of you are going to jump on it. 25th Hour,
2: I was thinking about jumping on that. Yes, uh,
0: it's it's amazing. I, I do watch that pretty regularly, but um, yeah. 25th hour because otherwise I would have e- easily gone X-Men um,
3: just to be the crowd pleaser. Now it's up to you guys to make this right. I mean, 25th hour is a great choice. They could have yeah. so ruined it with that ending, but the ending just mm-hmm. uh, makes it. I,
1: uh, um... Believe it or not,
3: I am really vacillating between X-Men 2, X-Men United, By far, in 2003, the best superhero film that had ever been made, you know? Yeah, yeah, probably. Amazing. Or Under the Tuscan Sun. Wow. You know, that was such a lovely trip to Italy. Just a peaceful, wonderful trip to this uh, dilapidated castle.
0: i got to warn you, one of those choices will make you a woman. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. <laughs> hey,
2: well, remember—I don't if you remember—last year he picked Magic Mike before I could.
3: So
2: <laughs> JR is okay with his gender identity. That's
1: true.
3: True that. I know. I'm, I'm just
0: going to... with X2 X-Men
3: United. Though I knew a little
0: bullying yeah. is all I needed to do. Yes,
3: yeah. just... uh... because I do. I do have to say, in 2003, just seeing a team of superheroes go through all these adventures, and you know far yeah. more comfortable being a comic book-ass comic book movie than I'd really seen. Everything
0: before. I said about Freddy versus Jason, double for X2, and except that it holds up really well. And I do want to compliment like all the movies here because I love Triplets of Belleville, but I found out the hard way it's not for everybody. And Texas <laughs> Chainsaw Massacre is much better than a remake of that could have been. So I just want to tip my hat to them. 28 Days Later, wonderful.
2: Yeah, oh uh, this is this is really tough for me because yes under the tuscan sun was like yeah this uh, again this is like as good as this kind of movie is ever gonna be
1: mm.
2: whale rider was so interesting 28 days later you know redid a genre in a fascinating way uh i know i know a lot of people re-watched it when the pandemic started
1: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and that was fun and yet yeah, Dripless of belleville there just ain't nothing like yeah, it
0: period
2: Oh, but if I had to say, hey, you need to watch blank.
0: What would it be?
2: It's going to be 28 days later. Yeah.
0: All right. Right.
2: Yeah. That was a tough call. That was a tough call.
0: Um, Well we got it So this breaks down At 84 movies The very very recommended ones The must sees Adaptation Bubba Hotep Bad Santa City of God Down with Love Elf Finding Nemo The Fog of War Freddy vs. Jason The Lord of the Rings Return of the King Love Actually Master and Commander The Far Side of the World A Mighty Wind Old Boy Once Upon a Time in Mexico Pieces of April Pirates of the Caribbean Curse of the Black Pearl Run Runny Run School of Rock Glass, The Station Agent 28 Days Later 25th Hour And X2 X-Men United uh, yep. and solid list. On,
2: on our uh, both our letterbox lists and our likewise i will be putting these up at the top and labeling them as okay. these are our top recommendations oh.
3: you know there's just never a year where we do not come across like damn there were some amazing films that year every yes some years are better than others i will say that you know uh 82 is going to stand out forever uh but there are is never a year when I'm just like, well, they made nothing amazing that year. Mm. There's always amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Sometimes you
2: gotta look for it. It's not gonna be in the, the top 10 highest and stuff. We don't even have that... Sometimes it is. Sometimes contemporary
3: just, context. We have
0: right. modern movies as our context, and these movies still rise above. So please take her words for it. Uh, 2003 TV, not much to mention, but uh, kind of a biggie. The Brack Show ends uh, after being on the air in 2000, and I remember... I think i got to talk at length about it i adult swim seemed made just for me and i loved every <laughs> second of it and if you ask me what is going to be the breakout hit well it's going to be the funniest guy on space ghost brack hilarious and the show didn't work for me and it didn't it was like one of the first shows canceled everything else that had no established ip succeeded more so than the brack show and oh, uh, they made
2: i loved
3: it, it. Such a weird choice, you know. They decided to have him be in a Leave It to Beaver type household with a Ricky Ricardo father. Yes, Brock. Who,
2: yeah, who's like half his size mm-hmm. <laughs> for no fair reason.
3: And you know, I was expecting the song that never ends. You know, that's <laughs> what I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I, I thought it would, and I think it it
0: has hasn't come back as a show, but they. Adult Swim will whip anything out to make like an April Fool's joke. And I've seen some stuff done with the Brack Show since then. Anyway, Kennedy Center Honors. It, it, let's welcome the olds. We got James Brown, Carol Burnett, Loretta Lynn, Mike Nichols, and Itzhak Perlman. It's-
2: yeah, I want to see the jam session after. That would be great. <laughs> I don't know what Mike Nichols can play. Maybe the spoons, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, if if any of those you don't know, my God, uh, Itzhak Perlman is a... Uh, Classical violin player violinist, um, Who uh, uses uh, Crutches because he had polio As a kid and it's uh, the first person I ever saw I think he was on Sesame Street explaining why he used crutches And I was like oh so polio's bad Glad we don't have that anymore Cool
0: Remember when back scenes uh, were good
2: I do mm. Yeah and L- Loretta Lynn Was always awesome so yeah. um, watch Coal Miner's Daughter
0: And uh, James Brown you might have heard of him. Now. You might have heard He's of the
2: him. man with the crown. Mr. Dynamite, soul brother number one. Yes. And Carol Burnett. So, mm. uh, Carol Burnett's still around. And And yeah. Yitzhak Berman,
0: still that's, performing. Yeah. That's amazing. And, uh, the w- soul video game, I don't know what happened here, but it must have been a delay because it, December 30th for a game, whew, Sonic Heroes. And that's a big one. That usually hits its annual date. Sonic Heroes, uh, shit, what do I even remember about this game? Another Sonic platform where you play as his friend's. Not for me. <laughs> Not for me. Not one of my favorite Sonic games.
3: Three yeah, two. the only thing I really remember about it is the song.
0: Mm-hmm. Sad, I the
1: break through your crazy page.
0: Wow, in 2003, Roll the Night Away had a completely different meaning for me and my friends. But <laughs> should have adopted that song. I don't know if it would have gone well with it, Blacklight. Uh, but that is it for 2003. We're going to take you out with I'm With You by Avril Lavigne. Also on the charts this year, but not high enough to get acknowledged. Uh, so here's our tip of the hat to Avril. But don't move. Don't go anywhere. Right after this, it's our final segment of 30 2010 Season 8. Don't move.
1: Won't somebody come take me home It's that damn cold night Trying to figure out
2: Hello, Mr. And Mrs. Internet and all the ships at sea. It's time for Diana's Classic Corner to go even further back in time this week to see if there's anything worth a watch and if for the week of December 29th through January 4th. I mean, I could summarize the last couple of years, but yeah, I'm not going to summarize. I got uh, two recommendations. One of them, starting 90 years ago. God, I love recommending movies this freaking old. 90 years ago from 1933 is Sons of the Desert. One of the uh, probably top two Laurel and Hardy movies ever made? Like, if you're going to watch a Laurel and Hardy movie, it's probably Sons of the Desert or maybe Way Out West. And also, wait, JR's going to say something.
3: Sorry, I I did not mean to interrupt the flow, but I would love to do a bonus time episode with you, Diana, where Mm -hmm. it's classic movies if you're going to watch one.
1: Oh,
2: okay. I like that idea. Like, if you
3: the one on the road movie. The one... Abbott and Costello movie. Just if, if you are aware of these pop culture icons, but you've never watched one of their movies, let's do a, a bonus time episode on the one of those you should watch.
2: That is a really good idea. I will start making lists. Yeehaw. Anyway, I would probably say this is the one Laurel and Hardy movie you should watch because it's also a road movie. Uh, Sons of the Desert. No, they're not in the desert. They are members of like a Shriners kind of organization, and they're going to the national meeting. And everything goes wrong. Everything goes wrong. They get shipwrecked. And that's like one one of eight things that goes wrong. Uh, it's so goofy and silly. All of an hour long. So, yeah. You, you can whip it out. It's like a, a very solid introduction to them. What's their dynamic? What makes them so funny? Why were they so popular? And it's 90 years old. And then slightly more recently, 60 years old saw the release of the first Pink Panther movie directed by Blake Edwards. Now, it's not a Peter Sellers movie. It's not a Clouseau movie. This is straight up David Niven is a jewel thief movie that just happens to have Peter Sellers as a wacky detective in it. And I mean, is it the best Pink Panther movie? Not if you're showing up for Clouseau, but if you're showing up for like swinging groovy 60s people on vacation at a ski resort, and maybe they're singing songs and romancing Claudia Cardinal? Yeah, it is. It is a lot of fun. When I first watched it as a kid, I don't think it was the first Pink Panther movie I'd seen. I'd probably watched the cartoon first, and then I saw one of the more, like, mid Clouseau movies, and so I was expecting all that, and instead I just got fabulous people being fabulous, while also being funny, while also being fabulous. So, yeah, Pink Panther, it's not just what it, it's not what you expect, I think, when you think the Pink Panther, but total recommend it's a lot of fun. Good, good wintertime movie because, like I said, they're at a fancy ski chalet being fabulous. So, yep, Jewel Thieves, Bumbling Idiots. Yeah, what else do you need? That's it for this week. Stay classic.
0: Coming into 2013, final segment of the 30 2010 season eight cruise by Florida Georgia Line, place where I spent most of my life. Uh, <laughs> uh, don't know anything about the band though. And uh, new releases as far as music goes. Ten years ago, 2013, December 29th through January 4th, <gasps> nothing, nothing. And the monster by Eminem featuring Rihanna is number one. Uh, 2013 in the news. Ten years ago, this is nice. Lily Tomlin finally marries partner Jane. Wagner.
2: Finally, they wouldn't say that they were a couple for a while and they were together like 50 years.
0: Right. And Uh, it's one of those things that was kind of an open secret. You didn't see Lily Tomlin going on talk shows. When are you going to settle down? Um,
2: Yeah. uh, I mean, that that was an open secret, but also I want to see a movie about the making of moment by moment which is a terrible movie starring Lily Tomlin and John Travolta um, as, as she's an older woman. She romances this younger guy and they have the same haircut and it's weird, but it is directed <laughs> by her partner. So her partner is wow. directing her in all these straight love scenes and it's weird. Wow. <laughs> it makes it extra weird. But I'm so glad they finally made it legal. Good for you.
0: Wow. Alright, then on to our new entries to the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary. New words that you can now find officially uh, christened in the official dictionary of the internet. Bingeable! Ten years later. I guess just a different different way of saying it. Bingeable. Uh, what is MERS?
2: It's a very uh, contractible respiratory disease. It's oh. Middle Eastern Rep- Respiratory Syndrome that is like COVID if it had a way, way deadlier body count. Like, wow. i trying right. to remember. It was something like 30% fat- fatality rate or higher. It was really bad. We are really lucky we got that one under control fast.
0: Uh, we also have Seriously, spelled S-R-S-L-Y. Everybody can recognize that now. Like you put it on a license plate. Seriously. Uh, merch is a weird one, just because I feel like I, that, that's the one like where were you? Were you not going to shows in the 90s? It was yeah. uh, signs that said merch.
1: <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> that really table.
3: should have been around.
0: Yeah. Uh, Squee is a good one. Yeah. Diane is a squeer. I squee. <laughs> she squeeze She um, squees. What is squee? Just Jr's a, a squee like just so you're so happy like
1: ee!
0: he's yes. so
2: happy. You see, oh my god, have you seen a little baby panda and then he mm-hmm. falls over? <laughs> yes,
0: that is squee. Or if yes. they release the GTA Six trailer, it's different for everybody. Uh, Jr, you're a big John Cena fan. Uh, Jorts is, is, is entered <laughs> into the Merriam-Webster dictionary. Um, Did we
2: need a word for that? We already had jean shorts.
0: I, I it, as it's saving us time. You save so much time, so much time. by just saying yeah. jorts. Added yeah. up over a lifetime. FOMO. I mean, and so many of these
3: are, like, I feel like the Internet is responsible for. FOMO, definitely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. FOMO. I swear, I heard this from my high school teacher back in 1996. Really? Just hmm. fear of missing out. It was, like, on his list of fears. Foss, hmm. fop, and foo. I... I <laughs> I know I heard it beforehand, but I heard it
0: popularized on Broad City. I remember that. Mm. Um, they have like a whole episode about it. Derp! Uh, derp! <laughs> a classic skipper line from Gilligan's Island, derp. Uh, that's where I associate it with derp. I
3: associate it with a My Little Pony because Derpy. Derpy, the little pony, was a background <laughs> pony on the show who had cross eyes. And the fan <laughs> community decided he was a real character and not... A editing mistake and he became <laughs> so popular yeah. online that they had Derpy appear on the show and then they got letters saying you're making fun of Derpy and they were like no we're not Derpy's a real character and it's okay if he's uh, I was not all there
0: I was at the comic-con because uh, I forget what the trajectory of Derpy was but he is kind of an official unofficial character but they had a comic-con exclusive we're making a Derpy figure it was the most polite riot I've ever seen. Everybody wanted a derpy. Everybody wanted a derpy. Uh, speaking of tech, again, screen cap. And uh, I i am always shocked when dealing with IT. A lot of people... How many people have been working on PCs their whole lives and don't know they can take a screenshot of just any time of their monitor? Uh, mm-hmm. But most people don't ha- have have to do that and don't know what program to paste it in if they did whereas in an iphone literally
3: on my keyboard it says print screen
0: exactly do you think your parents have ever printed screen i don't think mine have where would they paste it
2: is there a difference between a screenshot and a screen cap
0: yeah I, i the screenshot is for at least in the video game business was just an image of something, screen, right. a shot of the, the video game screen. Screen cap is capturing your screen, which I feel like almost everybody can do with their mobile phone and does it pretty frequently.
2: Yeah, that's true. I definitely think of it more for mobile phones. Yeah,
0: than yeah. for computers. Hmm. And then lastly, the contested friend zone. Friend dun, zone. Dun 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 dun. dun. dun, dun. Uh, I've heard arguments, this term shouldn't exist, and just like, I don't know, I've been pretty friend-zoned
3: before.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, I think it's
3: overused. I I think it represents a real honest emotion that you can and I have felt. Yeah. I think it's all about how you deal with that emotion. Mm -hmm. If you feel like someone owes you more than friendship – Friendship alone is a gift. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people who would really like more friends in the world. And if you're getting friendship and you want romance, the onus is on you to make yourself into the person worthy of the other person, not no. to demand their affection. Or but,
2: JR, if I just add enough friendship tokens to the woman that is a vending machine, <laughs> sex is supposed to come out.
3: I, I yep, I've, I've been that is zone. how it was explained to us in high school they took yeah. girls to one side of the gym and the boys to the other and they said this is a vending machine watch me put quarters in you're going to want a friend zone <laughs> half these you do the same boys. thing with friendship you get sex
2: no, yeah. it, it, no I definitely know people who've been in the friend zone I feel like I've been in the friend zone where it's I understand that unrequited feeling of like I would like more mm-hmm. but you yes deciding no I would rather be your friend than nothing at all that is mm-hmm. healthy Deciding if I just lurk here long enough, I'm gonna make it to the big leagues. I'll get called up out of the minor yeah, friend zone that, into oh the God. major leagues.
3: I'm with Don't you do completely.
2: that! Don't do, do not,
3: that! Do not do that. I personally know someone who that worked for, and they're happily married now. So I I'd lost
0: yeah. a year of my life to friend friendzonishness, and instead of cherishing, like all my memories now of uh, like, at my. At the time, it was agonizing watching her like other guys and all this stuff. And now, like, we're hanging out in the pool, smoking weed for, like, the second time, uh, listening to music. It's this montage of, like, a great friendship that I totally neglected. And you could have, like, you could still be friends. Just go find someone else. And it said, no, this has to be my best friend. I'm there just in case. That I Mm -hmm. don't recommend, but I totally did it.
3: Um, I've heard some interesting variations on this. Mm -hmm. My favorite is colleague to zone. That's when uh, you're with someone at work and you say, hey, what are you doing this weekend? And they go, well, I'm going out with my friends to do a bunch of fun stuff with my friends. (laughs) And we'll go do that friendly (laughs) stuff together and I'll see you on Monday. I experienced
0: that when I moved to California, had no friends and tried to make friends in the workplace. And boy, people... Made good friends with Brett because he wasn't from there, and mm. we were both. You know, we didn't come with a cadre of people with us. Everyone who's been there a while, they already had their lives figured out. They didn't want a new guy. They weren't. <laughs> they weren't casting a new character. Uh, it was weird, but eventually, you, you know, you find friends. Uh, yeah. Friend zone. Now I'd love to be in a friend zone. Put me in a friend zone. Uh yes, Could always use more friends. Speaking of zones, Frozone movies. Of 2013, Frozen uh, moves back up to the number one at the box office over the holidays. Uh, not shouldn't be surprising at all. And we have our only, only <sighs> movie uh, this week no. to talk about that that is brand spanking new. Renee Victor, Chloe Scizergree. Uh, I'll learn to pronounce that later. Tyler Brown, uh, Jessica Tyler Brown, Gabrielle Walsh. Jorge Diaz, Andrew Jacobs, Paranormal Activity, The Marked Ones. Check it out. What, what is, it? is it? It looks like a bite or something.
1: Jesse? Jesse, are you okay? Oh, a- oh Jesus, i stop glad Oh, my God. Please tell me that it's not a toenail. She thinks something's evil around me. Look. <laughs> God!
2: Something possessed Christy and then Katie. The ones that are marked, oh, my God. they become the permanent hosts. Jesse!
1: paranormal activity the marked ones
0: i watched this don't know why i did cuz i'm not in any way an authority to speak on paranormal activity but i remember seeing this and thinking it was interesting cuz paranormal activity had kind of been a what's like a, like a strung together by nanny cams and ring doorbells kind of movie and this mm-hmm. takes a more ambitious route you know but as criticism could be this is now a found like a traditional found footage movie. It moves almost exactly like Blair Witch, but it goes outside a lot and it moves very fast. It just doesn't feel like a paranormal activity movie, but changing the setting did make me interested in wanting to see it. But ultimately it's, you know, a shitload of jump scares. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, it only took him five movies to get out the house. Is that right? <laughs> and I, I
0: I didn't, I was very tired and I, it, we're, ugh, behind the scenes we're recording these back to back and I had just seen <laughs> seen Die Hard, gotten home at like midnight, little drinky, fell asleep, and I had to read about the ending. They do return to the house <laughs> in the right. new cut the of the first movie.
1: House. Um,
2: yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, but, yeah, there's a new paradigm. I hope you like it. I don't know what to say about it. It's not a series I'm super jazzed about, but don't have anything against it. Uh, you
2: know I mean, it's, uh, I read some reviews. I didn't watch it because I'm a, I'm a coward, and we had a lot of stuff to watch. Some of it, it was very long. But, you know, I appreciate having largely a Latino cast and that it not being a thing. Yeah. You know, that was like, what? Representation.
0: And un- unsubtitled Spanish, which is just like, oh, I, I get nice. it. They're not, it's not prolonged. It's not jarring. You'll get what's going on. Um, yeah, neat. Uh, moving it to a completely different era with a completely different flavor. Um, National Film Registry, 10 years ago, literally last week, Twelve years last week. Twelve years a slave, twenty feet from stardom, and anything else with a number in it. No two phenomenal films uh, added to the film registry.
2: Yeah, they they let things sit for ten years before they qualify, and so these coming in right on the line. I'm I'm pretty impressed. Yeah, they're both great watches. All right, get both interesting. Get ready for
0: the final breakdown. We got eighty five movies to whittle down to. What was it? Twenty four last time. Uh, Mm -hmm. let's get it started. Alphabetical order. The movies we recommended in 2013. Active Killing. Ain't Them Body Saints. Alan Partridge. Alpha Papa. All is Lost. American Hustle. Anchorman 2. The Legend Continues. Before Midnight. Behind the Candelabra. And The Best Man Holiday. And Blackfish. And I'm just going right off the bat into Before Midnight. Before Midnight is wonderful. And has the (laughs) the most drama of any Before movie. (laughs) And it's still not very much. Yep. and very relatable.
2: Oh, uh, this is tough because, I mean, it might be recency bias because I just rewatched Active Killing, mm-hmm. and that there is nothing quite like that. I, you know, I'm gonna go weird. I'm gonna go behind the candelabra. I
0: love that movie Ooh.
2: because it it is both interesting and fun and well done. And Hollywood tried to bury it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it had a premiere on HBO, I believe. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh... What are do you doing, know Jr. I'm see what thinking you is what I'm doing, because both of you took the ones I was going to take. What? Um, oh. All right.
2: That, that's good. I mean,
3: I you, still, am... you got
2: some good ones there.
3: I, uh, you know what? All
2: is lost. Old man's on
3: a boat. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with Anchorman 2, the legend. Okay. Out of yeah. uh, I don't know where. Oh, yeah. my God. Because I think it doesn't get enough love. I laughed at yeah. it. I thought it was very funny. It held up for me. And I always hear it dunked on compared to Anchorman 2. But no, I found it enjoyable. Right. yeah, and, Fair uh, enough.
0: Okay, quickly, moving mm. on to the next category. The Bling Ring. Blue is the warmest color. Blue Jasmine. The Call. Captain Phillips. Carrie. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2. The Crude's Curse of Chucky. Despicable Me 2. Don John. Mm. Ooh,
3: I'll go yeah. first. I know these what you're I, know.
2: I feel like I kinda like
3: no, oh. what are you gonna pick okay. I okay. thought I could I'm gonna go with Don John. Huh. I feel huh. like it's a examination of something that doesn't get any examination. I think internet porn's a bigger problem today than it was in two thousand thirteen, but you never see it really tackled in media. Uh, and I think it's the best representation of that. So yeah. I'm going to it for that reason.
0: Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I still remember Don John because I don't. I haven't seen any mainstream movie tackle that subject even ten years on.
2: Yep. Mm. I am.
0: I am. I am. Con- a part of me wants to do Curse of Chucky because we did an episode on that patreoncom slash time. Give us five bucks. Uh, I, I thought you were going to go with Blue Jasmine Jr. because I you had a lot of positive things to say about that. Yeah, it was solid. I guess I'll go yeah. with Captain Phil. I don't feel very strongly about anything here. Captain Phillips, just because I've seen it twice. <laughs> but, uh, and it's pretty fucking great. And uh, you should see Captain Phillips. Yeah.
2: Uh, Captain Phillips oops. is another one of those. Where it's like, we've seen this story, and but they've elevated it. Mm-hmm. You know, this this could have been really cheesy. And instead it is. Masterfully done. I'll go with Blue Jasmine, then, There you go. Because I don't feel very strongly about anything else. It's a Woody Allen movie, so you should steal it. Don't give him any money. But <laughs> goddamn, Cape Blanchett's amazing in it. Everyone's amazing in it. Oh my god. Oh. Andrew Dice Clay is amazing in it. It's crazy.
0: Here's where it gets harder Drinking Buddies, Ender's Game, Enough Said, Epic, Evil Dead, uh, the remake, Fast and the Furious 6, 42, Frozen, Frozen Ground, Fruitville Station, gravity Ugh,
2: God. okay i i want to go first i want to dive on enough said because i think really? all of us are thinking about it
3: no, yeah yeah it, it, that's
2: uh the the rom-com with james oh, gandolfini. oh
3: yes actually and, i was thinking of that but i yeah, forgot and, the title because it's a it's generic title doesn't make exactly. any sense
2: yeah i constantly forget what this movie is called it's called enough said with julia louis dreyfus and james gandolfini came out after his death i would have seen again 80 more movies with him in this mode instead of being in uh, tough guy mode. It should have called is, it is dating
0: again cuz uh you know I think I said that
3: would have been perfect dating again. Yeah. Dating again
0: the the behind the scenes for me is like I am dating around that age or at least within that age group having to navigate you know someone else's kids all the time and uh it, 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 I hadn't seen a romantic comedy that reflected something I was currently going through and quite a while and here it is james gandolfini one of my heroes his last movie great it's fucking awesome i'm so glad you yeah that is is
2: absolutely one that i know we were all (laughs) we reviewed it we're all like why hasn't everyone watched this (laughs) yeah needs more eyes (sighs) on it it was wonderful
3: jr oh my god oh my god all right i'm gonna go for another wild card again no yeah, I'm uh, I'm giving you the tough choices here, Chris, because uh, I am going with drinking buddies because ooh. I do not think this film got enough love. Again, it's tackling something that you don't see a lot of. It is two people both in each other's friend zone who are work, wife, and husband, but are dating other people. And they both obviously really like the other person, but it's never the right time and it's never the right moment. And this movie captures that perfectly. And there's such a deep connection between these two that never gets sexual. And I thought that was a fantastic examination of that human emotion.
0: Y'all motherfuckers, I thought I could <clears throat> maybe go around to my passion. The Evil Dead remake I really liked. We, you, you hear more about that on patreon.com slash laser time. I thought I was hoping I'd have something left over for Fast and the Furious Six, which might be my favorite entry in this in the franchise. Five, six, and seven are at least up there with my some of my favorite trilogies. I thought somebody would go Gravity. God damn it.
2: Mm. I was hoping you would. I, yeah. I was hoping. No, I know Fro- you love Fast and Furious. I know you loved Evil I'm Dead. I'm taking
0: Frozen. The, this is your fault. No. We're not Everyone re- knows Frozen. Go for Evil yeah. Dead. It was the, one of the most fun experiences I had this year. It was, right. it was elated. I love it. All it's right? a joy to rewatch uh, for Fair multiple enough. generations. Yeah, that's what you did. That's what you did by doing your, <laughs> your personalized fucking navel-gazing movies. Uh, <laughs> you left the big block, the crowd-pleasers out. Your fault, not mine. Uh, Number for category four hangover. Part three, Hansel and Gretel, witch hunters, the heat, the hunger games, (laughs) catching fire. I'm so excited. Iron man three. It's a disaster. Jackass presents bad grandpa journey to the West, conquering the demons and kill your darlings.
3: Okay. I will go with the big blockbuster this time. I'm going with iron man three because I think it's a really solid film in the iron man franchise. This is the, uh, either one of or the first movie after the Avengers. So mm-hmm. it's really tackling the thing of after we did this big team up, can we continue the Marvel universe? And obviously now in 2023 slash 2024, we know that they're continuing Until the point it becomes unprofitable. But back in 2013, I really do think there was a sense of you did the Avengers. Your individual solo things won't matter now that we've seen you all together. But Iron Man 3 stuck the landing and, uh, you know, it really helped the rest of the MCU continue. It might be the the best
0: solo Marvel movie that there is. Yeah. I mean, it
1: is up there.
2: Eh, Winter
0: Soldier is big but that's like ramifications for the whole universe as far as this examination of this character at Christmas yeah it's a Christmas movie watch it right now uh, Iron mm-hmm. Man 3 that that was my easy choice so give me some time Diane I am fucking hard okay
2: I'm this is tough because I, I can I know which ones of these are just me I'm the only one who watched it like Journey to the West Conquering the Demons and I'm so excited which are both a lot of fun um uh I, th- I think I'm gonna go in a weird direction and go Hangover Three.
0: Wow, that is a Ooh. weird direction.
2: Because that I there I don't know if there's been a movie this year that I was least interested in watching <laughs> that surprised me the most.
0: You know what? That 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 inspired me to Diana. Um, I'm gonna give it to the Heat, because the Heat was something right. I, I yeah. thought I wouldn't like I'm- either. And Jackass, a Jackass movie is here. I laughed more at the heat watching it this year because you know i've seen bad grandpa a couple times i'm an idiot i'm an asshole the heat i had not seen and was really fucking funny a great r-rated comedy uh from a perspective i hadn't seen before so i'm i I, I was
2: really torn between those two of like yes this is a kind of movie we've seen but they aren't done well anymore and these two both do it well Mm.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm.
2: all right next up five Kings of Summer, The Last Stand, The Lords of Salem, Lovelace, Maniac, Metallica Through the Never, Monsters University, Mud, Now You See Me, Oblivion, and Olympus Has Fallen. This might be the weakest category.
0: (laughs) I mean, it makes it easy for me to choose Kings of Summer, a fantastic coming-of-age movie, but also an idealistic thing you never got around to doing. How Build the ultimate fort in high school. (laughs) Kings of Summer, easy choice for me.
2: All right. I think mm. the easier choice for me is Mud. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thinking about Lovelace. I know it's the only one who watched that, but yeah, Mud, Mud is another one of those movies like I've never heard of it. Who's in it? Oh, really? And then you watch it like, oh shit, that was great.
0: Yeah, I only know right, this plot point in Nathan for You's last episode.
3: <laughs> <laughs> then I'm going with Maniac. What? The, yeah, the best examination of a full-on psychopathic serial killer I've ever seen in film because mm. it's all through his eyes. It's 100%. Uh, you see the world through this crazy person's eyes. Literally, because it's first person POV.
0: Mm. Alright. Oh. Cool. All right. Breezing on to the next category. Only God Forgives, Out of the Furnace, Pacific Rim, Pain and Gain, Philomena, The Place Beyond the Pines, Prisoners, The Purge, Red 2, Rush, Saving Mr. Banks. This is where it gets weird. Oh, this uh, is tough. Yeah, this this uh, is really tough. Well, uh, if you need time to think, here's me thinking out loud. Pacific Rim is one of those movies that's made for me. I wasn't going into the movie theater expecting anything. I think my girlfriend brought me to it and I was just like on clapping my fucking hands to my knees the entire time. I was so happy. Pain and Gain is this... Weirdly respectable movie out of Michael Bay, yet still coherent to his style and is wonderful. Mm. Uh, rush is. That's my The Hangover Part 3. This is. Wait, is that the. Wait, what's Rush? That the,
2: rush is the car racing movie.
0: Oh, no. Fuck that. I was thinking of the goddamn Joseph Gordon Levitt. No, never mind. I'm just going to go Prisoners. Oh, uh, Premium
2: Rush, you're thinking? Yeah.
0: Prisoners is. The best movie, period, in this category. Prisoners. Thank you. Ooh. Oh,
2: I was really worried someone else wasn't going to take Prisoners.
0: Prisoners. Uh, prisoners is great. I have no idea how Red 2 got in here. Do I even know you guys? Jesus Christ.
2: It, it got in there as a shrug of, like, <laughs> this was fine. It was better than I expected. Shrug. Oh, uh, okay. Now, I'm s- I am am very stuck between Pain and Gain and Philomena, which mm. are both uh that's really tough i feel like more people need to see philomena it's kind of a lighter movie even though it's about really heavy stuff it's important but pain and gain is another movie where it's like i was not looking forward to seeing it i am not a fan of michael bay and i laughed so much (laughs) because it's such a dark comedy for meatheads who don't know how dumb they are (laughs) i yeah i have to do it i'm gonna go pain and game yeah i'm sorry
3: all right (laughs) then i am gonna have to go with pacific rim
1: yes all right (laughs) because
3: up until godzilla minus one pacific rim was my favorite kaiju movie by far damn godzilla minus one made it in already godzilla minus one knocks it out of the park 100%. That is a kaiju movie on a completely different level from anything I've seen
0: Extending its stay in the movie theater as we speak. It is not leaving. Nice. Uh, It's making so much fucking money. Um, (laughs) Another difficult category here we got. Moving on, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, Short Term 12, Side Effects, The Spectacular Now, Spring Breakers, Star Trek Into Darkness, Stoker, Stuck in Love, This is the End, 12 Years a Slave, 20 Feet from Stardom, who wants to hmm. jump on the 12 Years a Slave grenade?
2: Oh, I guess I'll do it.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do it. I mean,
2: no, it's tough. There's at least three other movies that I really there recommend here. There aren't
0: more movies. I don't think there's another movie that we've talked about this year that you need to see to make yourself a better American. But 12 Years <laughs> a Slave is the one.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Tackling a subject matter from a point of view we just hadn't seen before. Most Mm. American movies about slavery uh, were about ex-slaves, slaves uh, slaves who had escaped or slaves in glory who were fighting against their slave owners. Mm. Uh, This is about the experience of slavery, which, yeah, Yeah. you should really be familiar Mm -hmm. with that. Oh, no. Is Jr. already highlighting the one I was going to go with? I am oh, I'm boy. going with this is the end it was one of the most hilarious comedies yep. I saw in this year by far yep. it still holds up yep. it's, it's it's just redonculous from start to finish. I've watched it like
0: six times without cable which means I had to intentionally put it on because it's always entertaining it's it's just such a fun film I'm feeling oh, wow. nuts here and I'm not familiar with a couple of these. Uh, you know what I sort of wanted to give it a star Trek into darkness. Cause that was another thing. Like I'd seen it. I remember hating it and I hated it so much less this time, but <laughs> I didn't hate it. I didn't not hate it a little bit. Um, so 20 feet from stardom I'll take as yeah. one, a, a must watch documentary. And if for no other reason, I had no idea the lyric in the Rolling Stones song Martin Scorsese uses in every movie was just a woman screaming rape, murder. I thought she was just saying, <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. But it's watching her do that live, like belting out rape and murder until her voice breaks is like insane.
2: Yeah, it is. The whole thing is fascinating, but mm-hmm. it is worth it for the isolated audio of her singing that.
0: The story In that, her
2: pajamas, and she's like seven months pregnant.
0: Yeah, the documentary about the, the most... Famous slash completely unfamous backup singers in pop music history. 20 Feet from Stardom. Great, great documentary. Yeah. It's so, in the Library of so Congress bad. for a reason. And then finally on to the last one, uh, 21 and Over. Warm Bodies, The Way, Way Back, We're the Millers, White House Down, The Wind Rises, The Wolf of Wall Street, The Wolverine, The World's End, Zero Dark Thirty.
2: Uh. Oh, mm. crap. Okay, look, I dived on 12 Years of slaves. Someone... Someone else has to go first.
0: Um, okay. Um, okay. Well.
2: <laughs> oh shit! There's like half of these I love so much.
0: Ugh. Yeah, I don't. I I don't know how to tackle this
3: at all. Jr., do you have a, have a leaning at all? Well, I know the one I'm gonna pick because I have to do it. So, don't do White House down.
0: Oh, thank God. Wh- Oh. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, thank God, you. Wolf awesome. of Wall Street, oh. yo. It is still referenced today. Uh, you see so many memes about this. Uh, oh. uh, <laughs> uh, it is fantastic from start to finish. Amazing directing. Um, I'm not going to say it deserves to be the highest grossing film of Scorsese's <laughs> career. <It's pretty> baffling. <laughs> But I can see why it is. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Did That's I, I, uh, that makes it a little bit easier for me.
0: Well, for me, it's it's sort of no contest. Um, if we're thinking some some picking something, I think everybody should see, and something I'll definitely watch again. First, uh, I just want to give a shout out to both the World's End, which I already loved. And we're the Millers. Something I just had no idea I would love, and it was—I yes. thought it was very good. And uh, but the wind rises. Um,
2: okay, thank you.
0: The wind rises is—it's not. I don't know. If that's my favorite Miyazaki movie, but I have watched it an alarming amount, considering it was his most recent up until a few weeks ago, and it seemed like. I, I I'm, the only reason I might regret it—it it seemed like an incredibly personal film because he knew it was his last. And now that's not the case. (laughs) Now that's not the case. And I have not seen Boy and the Heron, but I do love The Wind Rises. It is a phenomenal film. It's it's, it's like a better version of Secret Life of Walter Mitty.
3: (laughs) Now I'm just holding out hope that we get another film from Miyazaki, when he's 92 years old, yeah. just like one more one he's he 120. Yeah. No, about All to right,
2: die. that's that's where I was leaning. I'm really glad someone took the wind rises because I feel like there's a lot of people who would just be like, I don't know, that's animated, I don't know, it's Japanese, and like, no, oh, and this I, is I, a, f- a I, phenomenal film.
0: I really like Zero Dark 30 more than I expected to. I just, I, I am always trepidatious about you know military heroic stuff, and yeah. I thought this was excellent, Zero Dark 30
2: hmm Uh, yeah i'm really i'm i'm stuck between Weird the millers and world's end and it's kind of like which one needs more love is kind of which one is doing something different i feel like people who are going to watch the cornetto trilogy you probably watch the cornetto trilogy but also weird the millers i keep
0: seeing on tv yeah it's it's a weird Mm -hmm. thing to feel like it needs defending but i i avoided it like the plague until i like oh that was good where are all our comedies like this
2: Yeah, but also it's edited on TV, and Mm. you should watch it unedited. So I, I'm gonna go. We are the Millers. Yeah,
0: it's a good R-rated time.
2: We're done.
0: We did it. So our (laughs) breakdown, our most recommended movies: Anchorman 2, The Legend Continues, Before Midnight. Ladies and gentlemen, Richard Linklater, our first ever coast-to-coast 30 2010 year-long champion. Be- uh, behind the Candelabra, Blue Jasmine, Captain Phillips, Don Don John, Drinking Buddies, Enough Said, Frozen, The Hangover Part 3, The Heat, Iron Man 3, The Kings of Summer, Maniac, Mud, Pacific Wren, Pain and Gain, Prisoners, This is the End, 12 Years a Slave, 20 Feet from Stardom, We're the Millers, The Wind Rises, and Wolf of Wall Street. Congratulations nice. to all of our victims. Nah. None of them could be here to accept our award. and. Nah. Then moving briefly on a television, and it's not not a big deal, but why now community repilot airs uh, season five, where they have to tackle the fact that you're supposed to not be at community college for more than four years, and here's season five. (laughs) Little did they know, I went for seven, so there.
3: (laughs) A Um, lot of people go to school for seven years. They're called doctors. Yeah, I I, I got a (laughs) BA. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, this is uh, Dan Harmon's uh, return to the community. He uh, was kicked off for season four, the gas leak years. And uh, this is him coming back, and they're tackling uh, not just his return, but also, like you said, what are we doing now? You guys are college people. You all graduated in the last uh, si- season finale, which we thought might be the series finale. So where do we go from here?
0: And this is just one of the best
3: fucking seasons because it has to cope with genuine loss uh, during all this. And Yeah, this is when community really doesn't become the community of my memory because uh, Chevy Chase is fully off the show by this point. And, no, it's, uh, it's this season he's,
0: he's off yeah, the show. Yeah.
3: Mm. yeah. And uh, other characters are going to be leaving one by one until the end of the series when I'm just like this is a completely different group of people. Yeah. And, and
0: who are not mostly not students at this point. Right. I and mean, uh, whatever the fuck Chang is, <laughs> it's still unclear. <laughs> uh, but but a great way to keep going with a phenomenal show. Uh, can't recommend the fifth season of Community Enough, especially after the last one. Uh, man, just reminds me, I was going to bring it up when you were talking about the Avengers, because I think Avengers Endgame was like a pretty solid end to the... <laughs> Just the nonstop barnstorming of the Marvel m- movies—they uh, w- have been cursed ever since Endgame, mostly with like pandemic strikes, a billion other things. Uh, Jesus Christ, Jonathan Majors. What's more cursed, Marvel or the Community movie? Because they were just like, "We're doing it. We lined up the cast. Timing's right. Writer strike, and then an actor strike. <laughs> <is> <laughs> community movie." May never happen, so I'm just giving it a shout out. Uh, nah, six seasons in a movie for life. Yeah, man, got to make it happen. And uh, Kennedy Center honors this, this, this. Why don't you read these, Diana? Because I don't even want to tackle the first name. <laughs> uh,
2: Martina Arroyo. Ah, she man. is an opera singer. Herbie mm. Hancock, Billy Joel, Shirley MacLaine, and Carlos Santana. Again, jam. I want to hear that jam. Yeah. Those yes. are all musicians. They could do it.
0: Yeah, those Come are all on. musicians.
3: Uh, what is every which way? Because it premieres. So this is a uh, show about a teenager who moves to Miami and discovers that she's a witch. Great. No
0: orangutan. It fooled me. Every
3: which way. Sorry.
0: Every which way, but loose reference, even too old for this audience. Um, Let's move on to games as we close out 302010. Dr. Luigi Wii U, a game uh, you could almost say is pretty lazy.
3: But Yeah, it, it, this is the end of the year of Luigi, which was marked. <laughs> it still amazes me. Nintendo ever agreed to do the year of Luigi. But so fun. Yeah, uh, it's, it is lazy. It's just Dr. Mario. They made the pills the L-shaped. U. Yeah. Yay. Clap, clap, slow clap. Yeah, I didn't love it. Um,
0: anyway, well, that's... Almost it for the show. We're going to tell you who died during this period and had a little quiz. do a little quiz you can play along with about who was born. But this is where we say goodbye for the season or a week because so we don't get any breaks, apparently. Uh, nope. But, uh, yeah, it's been awesome. Uh, another year with Jr. Uh, eights with Diana. Um, yeah, and some great, great, great films to recommend when all is said and done.
3: Uh, so I, I did want to say something, Chris, yeah. real quick. So I've been a third chair host of 302010 now for two years, Mm -hmm. and that's about the normal length of a 302010 co-host. And being (laughs) part of this show has been an incredible experience for me. I was really grateful for the opportunity, and I'm looking forward to two more years because this is (laughs) a lot of fun, y'all, and uh, I'm having a blast. I
0: did not want the third chair to have to be my dad. That was <laughs> don't know anybody else. People. Um, yeah, though, it's it, JR Great addition. Uh, again, I always love it when we can all kind of cover one another in certain areas. Um, mm-hmm. we overlap in some areas, but like, I don't know shit about history. Diana has all the patience for every adult movie. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, 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 yeah it's been good it's a good match so uh thank you so much for your support patreon.com slash laser time is how you can show your support dig into even more podcasts commentaries uh yeah very cool um die where can folks find you
2: they can find me on the blue sky at listening nerd l-e-c-i-n-e-n-e-r-d coming up next week we have eh, some stuff um I'd rather talk about what we have coming up next year. Forrest Gump! Ooh. Looking ahead, (laughs) yes, to 1994, we have the Lion King Pulp Fiction Edward, Forrest Gump, which I have so many opinions on, and the number one rated movie on IMDb.
0: That's right.
2: Period. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We're having something of a redemption.
0: Uh, my, my.
2: Yes, my, my, <laughs> Couldn't believe my it. Hayworth.
0: Didn't believe it even when In I saw it.
2: 2004, print. we have the best Spider-Man movie and the best Harry Potter movie. Yeah. yeah we yeah, have yeah. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and The Passion of the Christ and The Aviator, a movie that Martin Scorsese made only for me.
0: And Tom Jane's Punisher and the, the <laughs> Dawn of Zack Snyder.
2: Yeah, that's true. And then in 2014, coming up, we are going to have Interstellar, Gone Girl, Boyhood. The amount of time passed since Boyhood is still not as long as it took to make Boyhood. (laughs) And the two, I'm going to say the two best Marvel movies in one year. Okay. Because I am a sucker for conspiracy thrillers Mm. and ragtag groups.
3: Okay. Okay, and... On the video game front for next year, we are going to go to a country of Donkey Kong, while also getting the superest Metroid. Damn. We're going to figure out uh, what is the half life of our game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm stretching here, guys. I didn't plan to do the That's entire right. year. I was. And right. then, uh, we'll take a trip to San Andreas. Hey. What? Before we go to uh, Middle Earth to see a shadow, as well as uh, Wolfenstein gets a new order. And on the TV show front, holy frickin' and frack, okay, Mm -hmm. we are going to be talking about a little show about six New York amigos. (laughs)
1: <laughs> wow!
3: Real goombas, as, yes,
2: but buddies,
3: pals, well, pals, as well as the emergency room of a Chicago hospital.
1: What?
3: Yeah. Hopeless. Um, <laughs> we are going to have all the TV in the world, all of it. Uh, the premiere of detective show, which is true, and uh, <laughs> the start of a horse who is also a man. Okay. okay. All right. (laughs) I did not hope for this.
2: Wait, but is he depressed? Yes. Yes. All right.
0: (laughs) Who died during this period of 30? 30,
2: 30.
0: Uh, Happy 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 New Year's to the 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 friends and family of these people. Jesus.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, we're straddling the 93 and 94 here, but except for this one 1993 new year's eve uh brandon tina was murdered in uh nebraska he was only 21 that's the thing boys don't cry is about Mm -hmm. uh he was a trans man who when his friends found out he was trans raped him and when he went to the cops the cops were terrible about it and then they sought revenge and killed him and two of his friends Mm. they're in prison now which is good uh Yeah, Boys Don't Cry is a tough watch, but damn, it did a good job. Anyway, uh, we also lost Cesar Romero, who was 86, who, Mm -hmm. okay, I guess most people remember him as the Joker from the 60s Batman, but he popped up in a lot of stuff. And in 2013, this one sucks. That's when we lost James Avery, who's only 68.
0: Uncle Phil, Shredder.
2: Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince and Shredder.
0: I do believe there's enough of his dialogue in Shredder that I've seen AI... And able to mimic it pretty, pretty consistently.
3: Uh, AI does not need more than like an hour of your speech to just be able to lock you down perfectly.
0: I mean, I've been messing around with it throughout the year, and if you heard our episode, you could see differences in the three, the five months I was subscribed to it. um (laughs) pretty scary.
2: Yep. All right. Also, in 2013, I'm sorry. These are 2003. Uh, we also lost Wojciech Kilar, who is 81. He is a Polish composer who did the world's awesomest score on Bram Stoker's Dracula. Ah, mm. uh, I love that score. Still hear it in so many trailers. In uh, 2013, we lost Phil Everly, one of the Everly Brothers, who was 74, and Juanita Moore, who was 99. She was a black actress who did not get the opportunities she deserved, but mostly people remember her from Imitation of Life, where she. Is treated with a modicum of respect, which is pretty impressive for
0: 1959. Mm. Yeah. I need more. Anyway. But with the deaths out of the way, JR, what do we got? We got the
1: birthday quiz! Okay.
3: Turning 39. Mm. Younger than us. A a A youth born December 30th, 1984 in Akron, Ohio. He had uh, struggles growing up and eventually, realizing that her son would be better off in a more stable family, uh, his mother allowed him to move in with the family of Frank Walker, a local coach. Huh. Although not primarily known as an actor, he has appeared... In 2023's House Party, Team <laughs> Titans Go as a Voice, Trainwreck, The Cleveland Show, Spongebob Squarepants. Ah, ah, LeBron James. Uh, it is LeBron ah. James. Entourage, The Simpsons, and the new Space Jam. And... Ah. He will be 40 years old next year, because that's how time works, which will make him the oldest player in the NBA. Wow, really? Oh my
2: god. Yes. Yeah. you know what that sport does to your knees? I,
0: yeah, I just, I didn't know he was, he'll be like, can you be the best and the oldest at the same time? That's incredible.
3: Hmm? It's one of those things where you've got your skill and you've got your body and there will come a day where no matter how much more skill you get, it just can't make up for your body being over 40.
0: All right. Yep. Well, happy... oh,
2: I forgot to mention, yes, happy birthday, LeBron. That's awesome. Um, I forgot to mention, previewing 1994, next week we have the most infamous crime of
1: 1994. We My do. knee, why? Oh, wow. <laughs> why? <laughs> why?
3: <laughs> why? Oh. At the same time as that is going on, the trial for uh penis cutting ah, is happening Bobbit. as well. <laughs> oh
0: uh,
2: god. Yeah, it's and, it's Trash City 94. <laughs>
0: the the Bobbit's there and back again. Sorry. I'm going
2: to have to go watch Itania again. I love
0: that movie. Yeah, it was super fun, but I love what we chose to take us out with cuz this song was is not only super important. It it did introduce a euphemism that I remember getting yelled at to stop saying in church. Um,
2: <laughs> well, okay, what circumstances were you using this goofy ass euphemism for sexual intercourse? I, I in don't church.
0: It was church camp, but they were really strict mm-hmm. about anything. You, like you couldn't even talk about Ouija boards in that weird Baptist place. But they had like fifty Nintendos. Uh, I don't remember I think we were just singing it, but like uh, the counselor knew what it was about. But uh Knockin' the Boots by H Town. hmm
2: um, There's no no better way to summarize the year than knockin knocking the boots. Knockin' d- the boots.
0: H-Town. Um because spoiler alert, in each decade, every host lost their virginity. It's crazy. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's it's crazy to think about. And <laughs> wait
2: <laughs> give me a sec no. actually actually yeah <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's too. right 2014 baby that was year. <laughs> I turned 38 and everything was awesome
0: <laughs> I, I accidentally might have created the best teas um, <laughs> of the year but alright we're going to close out with that patreon.com slash laser time we'll see you next year
1: Some good alone somebody rockin' and devils I give me some good alone somebody rockin'. Somebody devil. rockin', I give me some good alone somebody rockin' and knockin'. Devil. That's all I need, I need. I give me some good alone